11 o'clock comics episode 92 Wow You're energetic this week That was pretty good, wasn't it? Somebody got some snickety snack before the recording uh, thing. He's all, he's, <laughs> he's all stanky. Stanky like Vegas. Uh, since this is the part where nobody hears what we're talking about, um, <laughs> except when Vince lets them hear it, they yeah. will this time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Christos Cage on uh, on Saturday and Mike oh, nice. Oh, now that gets me even more excited. Nice. Really? Nice. It, it, would, would it be that? Yeah. Would it be okay if that gets in? It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I could go going under. Jason, did you see the file I sent you? It's like a jungle I did, thank you for that. Why are you in jail? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can talk about it, sure. Cool. Yeah. Uh, we all read a new release today. Look at that. I was so ready to berate Jason because David sent us a personal message and said, yeah, I read it. And I was like, ah, Jason didn't read it yet. Odd man out. I was Did all Jason ready read to. It? Well, Jason read it? Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. So now my, my happiness is, is squashed. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. But we can all talk about it now. That's cool. See, you like That's to pretend cool. that you take joy out of I my pain? <laughs> in fact, you really take great joy in my joy. I do. I know. You know I do. But for the sake of the show, we'll just leave the hearted where you take great joy in my pain because I think that gets better ratings. Yeah. Yes. Because you know I'm a, it's all bullshit. Yeah. yeah. That, that list <laughs> in Wikipedia. But J- <laughs> Jason is the logical one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, what? Really? <laughs> Voted for truth. Maybe I'm Bizarro Planet, like the big floating cube in space. Uh, all right. Hey, 11 o'clock comics. We're all here. We're all jazzed. I'm Vince B. Take it away. I'm Christopher Neesman. I'm David Price. And I'm Deadpool, and all nine of my books sell more than yours, bitches. <laughs> you know what? Screw it. You are Deadpool. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Put that mask back. Oh, Merc with a Mouth, number seven. Did you happen to see it? I haven't, and I'm not in any rush based on your non-endorsement uh, of it. Okay. Let's just say when Rob Liefeld makes you look bad, you got problems. You got problems. Mr. Rob- Baker is uh, falling in love with uh, photo reference to it. Falling in love with Poser. Let's just want to say, Kyle Baker, open well, your window. Help me out here, uh, my non-artistic ass. What is Poser? Oh, Poser, it's, a, it's, a, it's a 3D modeling program. Yeah. You, you, get oh. a, you get a mannequin, basically, and you can okay. move that mannequin any way you want, adjust the camera any way you want. It's a really neat tool for maybe roughing out your panels or seeing how things... Uh, fit in relation to other things in perspective, blah, blah, blah. But when you use it as the means to the end, whereas you take the, the poser rendered file and use it as your figure in the panel, it sticks out like a sore thumb. And and that's what Kyle Baker's section of uh, Deadpool, Merc with a Mouth number seven is. It's it's most, there's a few panels where the, the good old uh, world-class artist of t- uh, Kyle Baker comes out, but for the most part, it's just poser mannequins manipulated. It's It looks really bad. And then... It's it, the whole issue is Deadpool hopping from dimension to dimension, and then the next page he hops into a dimension where Rob Liefeld takes over, and the art is really sharp. I, I'm not saying that just to to show the 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 disparity between Kyle Baker and Rob Liefeld. Liefeld mm-hmm. actually did a really good job on it. Dude, my Twitter buddy's got chops. 
Who's <laughs> he? <laughs> <laughs> he and uh, he gets to draw Captain America with boobs or without? Oh wait, with, no, no. no, with the A or with the 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 wings on the forehead. Oh, let me look. It's right here. I'm, I believe it's the A. Well, anyway, uh, and and the cap is is real. It's the A and the wings. It, it's it's um, cap is smoking in it. The the, the now, action is it, is it Rogers cap or Bucky cap? It's I'm not going to say. Read the damn issue. Oh, there you go. Well, I will on next Friday when my my DCPS uh, box comes. Yeah, I still I still don't understand how there are that many Deadpool comics out right now. Because he's the shit. I mean, it, it, it is the great fucking mystery of comics this year. Did just, you see how uh, much New Mutants ninety eight has risen in value? Yeah, I know. You used to be able to. You couldn't give that book away at one time. It what, was what it was that first appearance of Deadpool. What no? What? How much is it now? I think I saw one for seventy dollars. Wow. Yeah. You, yeah. Definitely a uh, like a high grade, like a CGC slab book over a hundred now. Easy. Yeah. Like for uh, yeah, anything like nine, like nine, you know, like in the nines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I just want to say one more thing before I, because I derailed everything. I'm sorry. It's my that's my thing. Shocker. I finally, I'm I'm looking through the issue and I finally decided who Bong Dazzle reminds me of. What artist? Oh. Okay. Alphonse Mucha. He's a uh, he was a Czech uh, artist in the Art Nouveau style. The guy that did the very decorative Art Deco-ish the, the, panels. The, the, the poster artist. Yes, that's who Bong oh, yeah. reminds me of. Okay, very cool. All Look right. at the line; it's real close to. Yeah, Luca. yeah, yeah. Okay, I can I can see that. Yeah, he's a. Uh, uh, I mean, any graphic design history course you're gonna you're gonna study that guy is like yeah. revolutionary poster artist yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey Vince speaking of uh, artists that uh, you're fond of how about Tony DeZuniga doing an entire Joe and a Hex OGM it's already ordered man already I ordered know, but how awesome is that <laughs> that's very awesome how could, you, how could you go wrong and our sponsor who is DCBS Discount Comic Book Service DCBService.com you can get your books really cheap and just for, just for an example, the Jonah Hex graphic novel that Mr. Wood is talking about retails for nineteen ninety nine. DCBS had it nine ninety nine. I am half yep. off. Boys pants. You cannot go wrong. DCBService dot com. Check them out. That and many more deals like it. Go. Oh, go yeah, do and it. not just books either, because because uh, no. Woodrow here is buying a Black yeah. Panther Bowen statue as for twenty five percent off. You know what? Oh, oh. You should really seek medical help because you're getting it. You're getting the fever. <laughs> Dude, have you seen that statue? As soon as I saw it in, in, in the catalog and previews, I just thought that, that that's going to be in Jason's room. Oh, Jason, my I'm Lord, telling you, I know how easy it is to get addicted to the tchotchkes because yeah. I'm, in, I'm in way <laughs> over my head. It's so easy. Just be careful, man. They're yep. nice, and you're like, well, okay, I have these two. Now I need the other Avengers. So, or like I you said, know, I've, I've, I've withheld buying the Deadpool statue because I think three fifty is way too much. Yeah. But uh, but the Bowen, like I said, it was twenty five percent off at DCBS. So it was one hundred twenty bucks, and that's that's fine. That that's yeah. for from a main man to Chala. That's that's the dope scene. I almost paid <laughs> uh, I almost paid close to three hundred dollars for something over the weekend, but I let it go. I didn't like I didn't like whoa, it enough. What was her name? <laughs> no. No, it, it was a. It's a character called Beeman, and they're like the Mercedes of vinyl, Japanese vinyl. Uh-huh. And there are hand painted ones, and there are ones where they'll just take random pieces from other runs in different colors. It's like it's called a mixed Beeman. And the guy was selling it for two eighty, but I'm like, I I don't like this enough, but I want one. You know what I mean? So now, I'm just how gonna, big is it? It's about uh, eight inches, eight nine inches. 
That's okay, so it's said. not. I, yeah, <laughs> it's not a big hunk of vinyl, but it's like I said, the, the, there's a prestige. It's like, do you have a Beeman? Yeah, okay, then you're in the club because there's uh-huh. not many of them out there. So, but I wanted one, but I let it go. I'm thinking, do I really want to spend three bills on a piece of, on a toy? So I did. Right. Yeah. But anyway, I'm we 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 screwed things up. I screwed things All right. up. Drink roll call. All right. What are you Who's, drinking with? Ah, uh, Pepe Mac. Yeah, big old blowout started. Vince is back in training. Yep. <laughs> not, yeah. Not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. Uh, Mr. Wood, how about you? Uh, I'm drinking some Yangling Light Lager. Yangling? Mm-hmm. That's what they say it in Jersey. Dangling right. Yangling. Uh, in honor of my new governor, I'm going to speak with a Joyzy accent. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. What the fuck is wrong with you people on the East Coast? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, because it's all, all right. of us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you can start blaming Tom. Yeah, the blue, the bluest Dude. of blue states, my ass. All right, blame, David. Blame for dying. Uh, <laughs> oh, too soon. Sorry. Uh, white white, white Next. What are you Merlo. drinking, Chris? Uh, I'm drinking some of uh, Val Staples' wonderful Buffalo Trace bourbon. Nice. I just dropped a little ice cube in it, and uh, uh, a beer that I think uh, Jason is fond of—a um, little Pacifico with, oh, uh, nice. with uh, a, a little dash of salt and, uh, and a squeezed lime. So nice. This is cool. I'm, I'm, I, I'm in training just like Vince, so this is the only night during the week that I drink. So I'm making the best of it. Yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah. Vince and fell speak- off the wagon big time. Yeah, over the holidays. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. How oh, could yeah, you not? Yeah. And uh, speaking of uh, of of important milestones, uh, not that we really were. Uh, it is uh, it's my it's my youngest son's uh, first birthday today. So, yes. Uh, oh, congratulations! Yeah. Awesome. Wow, it's been a year already. When he, when he when he listens to his iTunes later, he'll want to have a shout out for him. So, if you look behind the couch, Daddy has a surprise for you back there. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, happy birthday, Holden. Yes. That's right. Awesome. Thank you. That name still cracks me up. I know. Yeah. I think it's an. I think it's a wonderful name. <laughs> oh, I know. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The world needs more <laughs> literary references like that. And speaking exactly. of speaking of literary references, we oh, have yeah. listener email. Oh, I love oh, reading these things. First one comes from once again, Mister Jackson WMA. We should call him Jackson. He says, while cleaning out a closet this past weekend, I had a fanzine flashback of my own. Awesome. Opening the lid to a box in a far corner, I discovered a lost treasure. Comics Journal number 53, the Harlan Ellison issue. Covered. Yeah, it's a good one. Cover dated winter 1980. Besides the lengthy interview, it contained articles on Trina Robbins, Murray Boltonoff, and an appreciation of Neil Adams. The major headline was that DC was raising their prices to 50 cent. Really really makes you feel old to realize that much time has lapsed. Also rediscovered was the first issue of Epic Illustrated. Oh, love it. In near mint condition with the beginning of Starlin's Metamorphosis Odyssey. Yeah, that's the stuff right there. Epic, Epic did no wrong as far as I'm concerned. Every book out of Epic was great. Even like Sisterhood of Steel and Crash Ryan, those things were great. Steel Grip, yeah. Mr. Sharky. Yep, Steel Grip. Uh, alien. Swashbucklers. Uh huh. Uh, no, yeah, Sisterhood of Steel. Sisterhood of Steel. Yeah, awesome, great stuff. I just had a bunch of those bound recently. Was, was, was oh, Distant Soil published under Epic for a while or no? I do not think so. What was the, what was the longest running series that Epic ever put out? Longest running series would be Nightbreed. Nope. Nightbreed Alien lasted Legion? twenty. Alien Legion. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But that was busted into two chunks. 
<laughs> well, yeah, and, but then you also had you also <laughs> I, d- I had don't the, care. The hitters, yeah, the heavy hitters mm-hmm. relaunch with sax and violins and Law and, Dog. Uh, Mm-hmm. That right, and, Flint um, Henry on Lawn Dog. They that brought was back great. Legion. Oh, they the um. I think I lost a bunch of uh, children to uh, trouble with girls drawn by <laughs> drawn, drawn by Brett Blevins. Oh, baby, Captain Confederacy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, David pissed on it. <laughs> ne- <laughs> Next up, I have I have a feeling that we know this woman. I ha- I also have a very a sneaking suspicion that she's she's and- tied to someone we are very much in love with. Oh, okay. uh, her her name is Angie K. Okay. And she says, "Hello. I'm writing in to let you guys know how much I'm enjoying your show, especially when my boyfriend Pat Reacts, uh-huh. yeah, reacts to some of the things you guys say, especially the guy from Chicago. She didn't say that. The real, <laughs> no, that would have been the, awesome if she did. The, no, she did. The really drunk and angry guy, I think it's Chris, gets him riled up. I, I'm also writing to get some comic recommendations from you guys. Pat has got me into Pat f- owns them all. I know. Which is good. It's like a library. A bookcase. A library with benefits. Pat has gotten me into a few books. So far, I have read and really loved Love and Rockets, yay, Uh Blankets, Why the Last Man, Fables, Birds of Prey, New Avengers, and Alias. I am looking forward to your responses. All the best, Angie. Okay. Uh, Runaways. Uh, well, the but uh, with a caveat, and Pat, I'm sure owns these, but I, I think yeah. as we were talking about the forums, uh, I think the uh, the original Brian K. Vaughn, and then some of the Whedon stuff, Runaways. The first is, three heart oversized. Yeah, heart. yeah, exactly. those. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, oh, Echo! If she likes Strangers in Paradise, definitely Echo. Um, yep. The new Terry Moore going. I think um, she might get a kick out of Savage Dragon. Who wouldn't? Yeah, let's be, let's yeah. be real. How about uh, Empowered? Uh, yeah. I have not yeah, read she that probably yet. would. I have oh. the first volume. Oh, if she if she liked blankets, which is you know very much like a you know a uh, sort of a, then I would try Persepolis. I would try um, the Essex County books by Jeff Lemire. Um, they're box office different. poison. Yep. I like that. Yeah, that's um, true. How about air? Own? Oh, very good. A little quirky, yeah. but very good. Definitely. Yeah. Um, oh, how about uh, Madame Xanadu? I was just going to say that, dude. Yeah. We are of one mind, two yes. heads. And I would, Rose say, part, I would say the one. Him and No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Pat. It's That's been fun, period. Just backing up. <laughs> uh, Walking no. Dead. My wife actually enjoys Walking Dead. Not that, you know, I'm, not that this is a male or female. I think it's just, mm-hmm. you know, putting out good books. But The Walking Dead, I think, has appeal for a lot of people. Yeah, you're right. And oh, uh, congrats- local. Super, super congratulations to uh, to Kirkman and all the people involved with Walking Dead as it got greenlit by AMC today. That's right. Yeah, there you go. Um, coming, coming to the small screen. I can't wait to see that. Otherwise known as the 11 O'Closkers audience's choice for most important news of the year. Yes. Sweet. Yes. Um, and sweet. did did, uh, did last episode wear you guys out as much as it did me? You mean the next day? Yeah. I was on before. Yeah, I was running on fumes. I was yeah, more sure. worthless than usual on on Thursday. Just saying a lot. I know, right? It was it was horrible. But dude, like, what time did you go to sleep? Because you had you posted the episode that that night. That's crazy. About, about uh, quarter to four. <laughs> no wonder you were zombified. Oh, oh, another another recommendation here. The the Escapist, um, the mm. OGN that uh, that um, Vaughn did. Oh right, yeah. yeah. With yeah. um, f- did Philip Bond do the art on that? Uh, and, and I remember Jason Alexander did all of the actual um, 
uh, comic book um, right. art in there right. of the of their comic that they were doing, mm-hmm. which Jason Alexander's stuff is amazing. But that, but, yeah, that, you're, that's that a good a, idea that because an OGN. No, it was a six, that was a mini series for first. You're you're right. First, kinda, yeah. yeah, and it was yeah. it was yeah. it was it was and and make sure. I mean, you could. Is there? You mean Dark Horse? That, yeah. But you said first. No, I'm saying oh, it was a miniseries first, initially. Oh, yes, gotcha. you're right. Um, you're correct. The, uh, th- there is a Dark Horse, is it like a prestige book, called The Escapist? The, there are, there are this awesome... This is The Escapists, pres- with an yes. S at the end. With, with an S, exactly. Right. The characters right. from Michael Chabon's book, right? Yeah. I mean, right. What, well, it's all tied together. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's the, the three like pocket book prestige ones are awesome, right. but The Escapists, plural... All based on that character, but it's kind of a nice slice of life. Yeah, it's real, a love story too. Real, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, uh, another one for her, uh, for Angie is uh, is Exit Wounds by Rutu Modan. It's a great. Uh, it's a really great uh, OGN that came out like two or three years ago, and it's uh, it's very much slice of life. But it's 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 centers around Serbian war, so it's. It's uh, you know it's not just like a bunch of people sitting around talking about what was made. There's definitely some some high drama to it as well. Um, about Astro City, yeah, I haven't read that. Yeah, that. That's like one of those uh, recommendations that you really can't go wrong with. Mm-hmm. A- Astro City, yeah, you know, there's like comics. Uh, like. One one, one of the uh, one of the, one of the best series of the last couple of years was uh, I think the final trade of uh, of the way too short lived series came out today and that's young liars and i think uh, mm-hmm. uh anyone who likes uh uh very rock and roll sensibility but uh just kind of out there awesome david Laugham goodness so young liars is so i'm going to try and get my wife to to read young young liars i don't know how it'll go though going to be careful with that stuff yeah especially yeah. when you got transvestites in there you know oh she wouldn't yeah. care about that yeah. <laughs> It's a David. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 11 o'clockers. Paul here. Pete on the boards. Longtime listener, board lurker, and occasional poster. Love the show. 11 o'clock comics is a podcast I look forward to most every week. But I'm going to have to call you out. Vince, when the guys say they are losing you, that you're going all staticky, you're not. It may have happened once or twice in the beginning, but now it's just a cruel joke. Come on, guys. Leave Vince alone. Let the man talk. Thanks. Bye. And so, all right. Listener email. Awesome. Angie, what? thanks for uh, writing us. Yes, uh, thank say you. Hi to Pat, say hi to Mr. Awesome Sauce for us. Mm-hmm. Yes, Pat. One of, one, of the, one of just the best people I know. Just yeah. a darn, darn good guy. I was um, going to say, Vince. and you know what? If, if you come to our forum, which is forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com or www.11o'clockcomics.com, Pat Loika, the man we're talking about right now, and a wonderful Dave Wachter are both raising money for the earthquake victims in yes, Haiti. There. Yes, yep. You yep. can get sketches if you make a donation. I don't know exactly how it works, but if you come to our forum, you'll find it because it's there. Do They've this. Raised yeah. over, raised over a thousand dollars so far. Yeah, do this because it's a good cause, and you know what? You get something back—a a wonderful drawing by either of these two gentlemen or both. Yeah. If yeah. You're- now, now we got a couple listener emails there. How do people email the show? Oh, David. Nice. Or- look at you. Letters <laughs> at bullpenbulletinspodcast.com. Yes. Yeah, it's like I've been doing this okay. for a while or something. I know. And also, um, we never mention it, but you can follow all all of us on Twitter. Oh, indeed, uh, you can. 
we, we <laughs> probably just need to start a Twitter thread at the mm-hmm. forum there is rather one. than um, but uh, um, <laughs> there is one yes okay yeah. is it's it, buried it's, it's actually no, it's, it's, it's not sticky it's okay. but it, it, no. it's also a catch-all social networking thread so if you're also mm-hmm. on Facebook or, yeah. or other places so. It was crazy on the forum today because at one time, I, I like to look at th- to see how many people are actually take the time to come to our forum. At one time, there was like 59 awesome. people, people on at once, and it was just when Daryl dumped the big old bucket of crazy all over. That happens about every day at 2. No, you, you, say, couldn't, yeah. you couldn't go anywhere without stepping in the shit. You know, and I was like, oh, all these people, and it was mostly guests that yeah. were there, and I'm thinking, these, these guys are going to think we're insane. Oh, you shit, know? somebody just started a Twilight thread. Ah, uh, I know. It's <laughs> it's there. If there was a soundtrack for our forum today, it would have been... It was crazy. While we're on the topic of the forum, um, and also uh, as an allusion to literary things, um, we uh, the 11 o'clock uh, book club is making a triumphant comeback yes. uh, oh. under the watchful eye of uh, of, of Farrell and Matt uh, Howell. Um, and uh, I, there is a thread already going. They're about to pick the topic. And uh, it's really cool. They, they, they did it uh, last year for a bit, and then it kind of fell by the wayside. But there's a renewed commitment to do it again, basically, you know, kind of standard thing. Pick a book over the course of the month, uh, read it and discuss it, and then move on to another book. Um, and uh, rumor has it uh, there may or may not be some active participation from uh, some people who may host the show this uh, time out. So we'll have to uh, oh, stay David's tuned for that. It. David's doing that. it? Really? I'll do it if David's like doing it. Like I said, it. there's a rumor. There's a rumor. I can't confirm. I can't speak. Rumor. Have you effing slugs finished American Gods yet? Negative. Negative. I'd have to start, I'd have to start it first. <laughs> that is yeah. going to be the longest running joke on this. But congratulations to Neil to- Gaiman on getting getting enga- engaged. So <laughs> Funniest thing. Oh, who's the guy? Sorry. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you know, I've never read Sandman, so I can't speak to, to Vince's hatred of Neil Gaiman. No, I don't hate him. Check on Chris, because so, I'm sorry, I was, I was choking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fumbling for the mute button. No, it was funny. On, uh, I think it was Life or Time dot com or one of the one of the magazine uh, sites that were that were covering the Golden Globes. There's this picture of Amanda Palmer and Neil Gaiman on the red carpet going going into the Golden Globes, and the byline was Amanda Palmer and guest. Jason, I do not hate Neil Gaiman. It's like Christmas. I don't hate him. I think he's supreme. He's very talented, and I, okay. and I, I enjoy everything that he's done. It's yeah. just that I think Sandman has a much bigger rep than it deserves. Well, I've never read it, uh, and really the only way to read it, of, I guess, in last year's seemed to have been to buy those absolutes, and I wasn't going to buy absolutes of stuff I didn't know if oh, I liked. But, uh, they're gorgeous. They're but gorgeous. they are, much like the uh, Vertigo's been doing with uh, Transmet this year, they're about to start reprinting uh, all the trades again. So I think I'm going to at least try the first, first one. Oh, you'll love it. I, I know you will. Uh, you'll love it right up until, uh, until The Wake. The Wake is really not good. And it's the last arc in the series. That's why I was like, this is how you're going out, really? Eh, but, no. Um, no, it's... Uh, the one... Uh, what's the one with the key to hell? The one that uh, um, Kelly drew. Kelly Jones. What's the name of that? Don't know. The one where Lucifer gives up the, the hell and walks out and, and um, Morpheus has to deal with it? That's my favorite story. But anyway, I don't know the name of it. That's how much how favorite mm-hmm. it is. Uh, so, yeah... <laughs> 
<laughs> Where are we going now? Let's talk about some comics. That was a hell of an intro. You know, there that, that was, was time. There was a book that came out this week that I think all four of us have read. Preach. You're right. And, I, and, and I, I, this may be an eleven o'clock comic. The Rock the Barbarian. No, no. There was some. Um, oh close. shit! There was there, there there was one book where we all read. They came out. It's, it's like it, Image United. What? Oh God, no! No <laughs> crisis. What the hell's wrong with that, David? <laughs> Nothing, buddy. Nothing. Not at all. <laughs> but of course, uh, we, we are talking about Joe the Barbarian. Yeah. Yes, the beautifully yeah. illustrated Joe the Barbarian. Oh, uh, by our, our boy. John Murphy. John Murphy was a freaking animal on this. Oh man, I know. Yep. Freaky Tiki, if you're listening, you know what's up. I, oh, I am. I am so, so pissed that there are words on the pages covering <laughs> it. I don't give a shit who uh, the hell wrote it. It, it just, it, you know, you know. It's funny you say that because for I, I am very much not. We talked about this what two weeks ago about the way we all read our comics and how we're all kind of different. And uh, I'm usually definitely someone that reads the words first and then kind of goes back and looks at the at the images before turning the page. This one because uh, it was Murphy, I I literally just looked through the whole book without reading a word and then went yeah. back. Uh, yeah. Just uh, it, it's kind of hard. To- good. To have a, a a stronger presence than Morrison, mm-hmm. but Murphy just eclipsed him on this. And did you yeah. see he, Murphy even did the editorial page, which I was yeah. shocked by. I figured Morrison would do that, or if there was one. So, yeah. which you is, know what? Uh, I I think that that's the sometimes the sign of a really good writer is knowing when to um, just kind of set the stage and, and allow an artist to do what they do and there was so much emotion so much atmosphere that that murphy set up in this book that i i hats off to grant morrison for not getting in the way of that i guess mm-hmm. you know you're what right. i mean yeah it, oh, uh, it, so it, good. do you want to set it up chris because you're the one who initiated this you know it, it really it, it it lives and breathes on on the art, but um, the basic setup of the story is that there is um, Joe. Do they ever name him? Joe Manson. Okay, that's right, Joe Manson. Yeah. Um, Joe is what, probably 14, 15, 14? Yeah. Freshman, or, freshman or sophomore. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would say, yep, yep. Um, and uh, uh, we find out uh, fairly early that um, he and his mom... Uh, financially probably not doing real well that she's uh hanging on to their house by uh uh just a a, a hair nail and um and then we find out uh right after that that uh joe's joe's dad was uh killed in a war he's uh, mm-hmm. uh a deceased uh member of the military and um what which uh and i'll kind of hand this off to one of you guys that brought me to one of my favorite favorite parts of the book is when joe is at the um at the cemetery visiting mm-hmm. his his father's gravesite. there's uh there's three uh punky older high school guys that uh that come up and and give him a hard time did uh, did you guys did, did you notice anything about that hmm i noticed the bandana i i told oh hold on my wife just got home so the dogs are gonna go crazy um <laughs> I are are those not the three guys from Off Road? I the the, the oh. hefty dude kind of threw me off. I, yeah. I I'm thinking. See what I what I was looking at, and and it and it appeared once in the, on the street when Joe was walking home. Um, I kept noticing a jeep 
and that's what kind of brought me back oh, to off road. Yeah. I didn't I didn't really I mean I I did look at those three guys, but but the heavy set dude kind of just threw me off from from kind of associating it with the characters from from off road. Right. I, I'm 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 gonna have to uh, track down Sean Murphy at a at a convention somewhere <laughs> at, at a convention somewhere and uh, and ask him if that was intentional because I I totally read that as as kind of a, an homage to uh, to off road and if uh, and if you read into it the guy that the guy that really gives Joe the hardest time would have been the character that 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 Sean kind of based on himself yeah, in, yeah. in off-road. So, mm-hmm. um, so that, so that's kind of, kind of where we are is that, yeah. you know, Joe and his mom really struggling. We find out that, that, um, his dad has, has died probably, you know, in a, uh, recent war. It doesn't seem like it was a real long time ago. So whoever wants to, to carry on the story from there. Well, Joe is a, a dreamer. He's kind of uh, a recluse, separates himself from his classmates, spends most of his time drawing, very artistic child, uh, draws in his notebook, creating fantastic characters and, and creatures. But Joe also has to monitor his blood sugar levels. <laughs> yep. He's diabetic. Uh, yes. And uh, the mother keeps reminding him, eat your candy. You know, and there's a section of the book where he comes home from a, a long, grueling day at school and, and the abuse from his the, the three thugs and goes up to his bed and falls asleep and probably didn't remember to uh, either eat his candy or monitor his blood. because Well, he couldn't eat the candy. Well, he didn't eat one candy bar because one of the jackasses took it. Right, right. Uh, there's something going on in his chemistry that causes him to maybe hallucinate or is it something else? Because his room, the walls of his room start to melt into another landscape and he sees all his little uh, toys and action figures come to life. And, and, and that's kind of where the book ends. And I was really surprised at how um, the brevity uh, with which Morrison presented the story. It's not a fast-paced mm-hmm. book. It, it, oh. You basically get a day in the life of Joe, uh, the, the merest sliver of story because we see all these um, toys in a beautiful double page spread um, <laughs> of course there's the transformers in the the form of uh, his name's ultimus ultimus alpha <laughs> that uh, is talking to, to the child and you know of course batman's there and, and yeah. uh, sandman you have the Captain uh, snake snake eyes yeah with one leg with one leg uh, yeah, Picard, well, with yeah. One, yeah half a leg but yeah Robin is perched atop uh, Optimus's shoulder. There's a representative uh, from the DCU, Lobos, in the background. Uh, you see, I didn't understand the one, the inclusion for one of them. Like uh, Murphy says that these are all 70s and 80s based toys, but you have uh, the Halo Jeep with, uh, you know, a, a, did he see uh, the toys or was it a Halo Jeep though? You know, yeah, it looks no, like no, it. No, I took no, it to no, be no, like a GI no, no. Joe Jeep, like one of the. No, no, no. What, what's the? No, the the. What was the the cheap GI Joe knockoff? Um, oh, you know, it could be mask. It's oh, mask. Yeah. That's what yeah, yeah, that's what it is, dude. Mobile armored spec yeah. command. Nice. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay, sorry, Sean. I got. It. And then you get your Care Bears, and there's little tiny, uh, little. Oh, little it's, it's my childhood. 
It's my yeah. freaking childhood. Absolutely. And Dick Tracy, but I mean, it's an awesome yeah. double page. And, uh, yeah, so then he wakes up and he's like, oh my God, what just happened? And that's where we're left off. And it's one and of those issues. It's, it's just one of those issues where I want to know more. I want to know what's going on here. Morrison did a great job. Sucked me right in. Yeah, see, I, and that's, and that's Morrison's job and it's his story, but I want to know more. I want more now. Because of this art. I mean, just, just going through, you, you said it that, you know, there's not much, I guess, in the way of story. We have, we have the beginning where, where we meet Joe and then we have the beginning of the adventure at the end of the book. But there are pages where he's just walking through his house and that's where I got sucked in the detail in, in, in the living room and then, and then the kitchen, the, the, the bird's eye view of the kitchen. I, the, my grandparents the page, had those the rugs. The page where he's walking up the stairs yeah. to his room yeah. was so masterfully done. Moody. See, that, that's the thing, though. Anybody can draw a figure. Yes. Placing it in a believable environment, that's hard. And you believe that these these rooms, this this world that this kid lives in is real. I mean, it's mm-hmm. done so damn well. And the, he, the Murphy has a toth ish sense of design especially on that page where he's walking up the steps because you you know you just it goes from the 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 hallway which is a nice wide shot and then you see a panorama of the neighborhood but because he blacked out the bottom of the neighborhood it just melts right into the stairwell it's beautiful really nice really nice it's a gorgeous gorgeous book um i'm gonna give a a free plug to sean murphy's art dealer uh if you go to cadencecomicart.com that's where uh sean murphy's art can can uh, be found and uh i I saw a tweet from a palo who runs cadence uh they sold half this issue today wow no kidding you know what page i would pick going to uh to me which which one did you buy well um, I didn't. I, I bought. Uh, it's a page of. Uh, he's driving. He's in the car with his mom and his feet up on the dash. And yeah, uh, nice. It's, it's not one of the more expensive page. pages. The, the all the of the first, um, the first page. All, all of the uh, the really um, like the the ornate pages are already were already taken like instantly. Well, at least when I went on the site. And uh, how and, about uh, the like one they, where the uh, the the toys are holding the torches and you just see the backs of them? That page is phenomenal. Uh, yeah, that is. Uh, it's got, it's already sold. I don't know what the price was because once it's once it's taken, it just is on hold. That's nice. Um, yeah. But uh, Such but the prices range. I mean, you could they range from like a hundred and change to much more. I mean, the cover well, is twelve hundred. The the, 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 dub, the double page spread, the one that is just like my childhood coming up the hill. That yeah. that was like thirteen hundred bucks. So and, and worth well worth it. Worth it. Worth yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So. Now, I think they have a hit on their hands, and I'm glad oh, yeah. that it's only ten issues. That's nice. Tell the story, get it done, and move it's on. Ten or eight? It, I think it's, it's eight. ten. It's eight. Oh, issues. it's eight. Really? And it, yeah, it's eight issues. And I want to throw this out there: it's a Vertigo number one, and you know what that means? It's a buck. It's a buck. Yeah, oh, sure. I'm sorry. The uh, Day Tripper was ten issues. Yeah, yeah that's, right. oh, yeah, and that's I want to talk about that later because it's awesome. By the way, uh, the page, which is the best, the page with him looking at all his toys. I think that's awesome. Saying, "Oh, yeah, yeah." yeah. That was a uh, six fifty. It sold already, but it was six fifty. Yeah, um, it's beautiful, though. God, yeah, you know, if this Sean doesn't Murphy's make so Sean good. Murphy a big, big name, then yeah, I was just about to say that. I, I, yeah. I think it, I think it happened today. You know, it's yeah, Sean, yeah. Sean, Sean Murphy's one of those um, guys that that 
other artists absolutely yep. um, just rave about. I was in, I remember I was in New York. I think it was the same, the same year Wood that, uh, um, that he had, I guess, signed his DC exclusive. Yeah, it was. It was two, two New York Comic Cons ago, yeah. And I was lucky enough, uh, to be, uh, hanging outside of a, uh, New York bar after, you know, after the uh, convention had, had closed down and, uh, and I was out there with Andy Parks, who I, I absolutely adore and, and, and love spending time with. And, uh, and Andy, um, tapped me on the shoulder and he's like, he's like, Hey, Sean Murphy's over there. It's, uh, uh, would you like to go meet that ridiculously talented bastard is how he referred to him and it's like yeah i'd, I'd love to so you know whenever andy refers to a guy like that you know it's when other artists are just like i i i hate that guy because he's so talented oh I mean, yeah that's yeah yeah he's he's fantastic off-road please oni put that back in 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 print because it it's it's a book that I think a lot of people um, will want to will want they to will get after this. Yeah, they definitely will after this. Yeah, um, so. yeah. Another so. thing too about that and about uh, you, you mentioned Cadence, Chris. Um, for those who who are interested, I mean, Sean's most of the pages from Off Road are still available, and they're available on Cadence, and they're really cheap. Like I'm talking like fifty to seventy bucks a page, and yeah. um, and that's the book I think we all first knew murphy from and and mm-hmm. it's it's certainly what i've i've identified him with to this point and it's a great great book it's beautiful so i i mean that's definitely a way for people that you know kind of want to get their feet wet with art and hang it on the walls but obviously have a budget or, or don't know where to start i mean i i'm a fan of and almost all the stuff i've ever bought and i think chris you're the same way i don't buy expensive pages i just buy no. pages that are affordable but are by artists i love and mm-hmm. um and Murphy, you know, like I said, I mean, to buy, I, I got to say this again, I'm no art dealer, so I, I don't know how that market works and like what the prices do over time. But I got to say, I would be shocked if you could, you know, two, three years from now, buy any Sean Murphy page for, you know, 50 to 70 bucks. So if, if you're interested, you know, you might, might want to check it out now while yep. you can. Cause and, 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 if you, and if you go over to, yeah, if you go over to Cadence and, and buy any art there, um, definitely, uh, let them know that you heard about it on 11 o'clock. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And and in typical Morrison fashion, I mean the issue is about it's no stretch for him. It's about um widening uh or altered perceptions and 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 different dimensions. So Morrison's playing in the same playground he always does, but mm-hmm. this time it's through a child, yeah. which is really cool. And and I think this is going to be another we 3 where Morrison knows that the audience is different than say Final Crisis or um, you know Sebastian O. I, re- I really like that it was done with a much more subtle. Yeah, hand. yeah. It, yeah. It's it, he's allowing. It's it's almost like he's allowing the viewer to come to the story instead of throwing the story right in your face and beating you over the head with it. Yeah, it's like yeah. I'm I'm inviting you to go on this journey with me. And I yeah. really like it whenever Morrison has that has that feel and approach with this stuff. That that's we three was, was like that for me. It's like I'm going to enjoy going along on this story. I, I, I you know and walking along with it as opposed to you know like being uh drug, you know, behind a you know a runaway, you know, horse cart. Yeah, this is not Sea Guy. No, no. no nothing. No, nothing right. against Sea Guy. Uh, you know, beautiful art, but I think Morrison it was one of his very few failures because it was really tough to crack that story. Yeah, it, it really the, was. The, I mean, the, the very was, last Sea Guy. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm a Morrison supporter, but, you know, we talked a little bit about the show. I mean, I, that was one where I just, I, I lost the narrative if there was one. I, I just, yeah. I, I read all yeah. three and Cameron Stewart did a great, beautiful job mm-hmm. drawing the book, but I just, you know, um, I, you know, that definitely was one where I don't think I'll have much of a yeah. desire to go back and reread that. And they, oh, so right. speaking of, we get to see that teamed up again, uh, next month. Oh, right. really? On the Batman oh, and Robin. Yeah, Batman, Batman and Robin, Robin. yeah. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. So, in, in other like, words, hey, not going to read that. Not going to read that. Um, in other words, Morrison <laughs> is not speaking in tongues on this one. He's singing and beautifully, and you can understand every word. Love it. Yep. Yeah, it's good stuff. I, w- I was jazzed. It, it's nice when the first issue lights a fire under your ass, so you're oh, like, yeah, oh sure. man, this is unlike um, a book that I didn't particularly care for, but I know David and Wood finally read it, and David said he wanted to talk about it a little bit if we had time. And we do have lots of time. Plenty of time. David. What are you talking about? I'm talking about Siege, Siege number right? one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I yes. will keep like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to embellish or add any comments at all. I want to hear what you liked about it. This is not me. This is you, I, David. I, I did Wood. like the beats of it. I, did you? I liked how, um, you know, I, we, we, yeah, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. As others have pointed out, we were hit over the head with the preview pages. We knew what was going to happen. We knew how this was going to lead up to it. Um, but as far as it, you know, being four issues and, and Bendis, let's get the, the ball rolling. I, I didn't have a problem with the pacing or, or, okay, you know, I, granted, I mean, we've, we've all done armchair edit. Editorializing. I mean, we no, we do it just don't. Are you crazy? So, Pretty much every every Wednesday. You know, so yeah, yeah. So it's, it's not. Speak like for yourself. You're, you're very quick to say, "Well, I would have done it this way." But it, it's you know. So okay. So you weren't a fan of the boardroom scene, but I I didn't. I you were from what I was getting based on your reaction to it. You would have moved things along differently. Whereas I I wasn't looking for what could be done better. I was pleased with what we were given. Okay. I, I had, you know, this was the first time I've seen Steve back because I haven't read Reborn yet. I haven't seen Invincible Iron Man. I haven't seen any of the issues where Steve's been back. I know he's been back, but this is the first time I've seen him since he was last alive. So I'm not a, not a not a slight against you, but then you are not reading the books in the manner with which they want you to read them. They want you to read everything. That's their goal. And that's fine, but I don't. But but I. But be, you're saying that the the cap part was nice because yes, it's the first time I saw Steve. It's yeah, not. You're right. It's a, right. Right. You're right. You're right. And 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 whether. You know, however the timeline gets sorted out, yes, okay, so, so, so books have been printed. We're, we're, we're tired of waiting for things to finish. We gave Reborn an extra issue and that hasn't finished yet. We, you know, <laughs> you know, so we're, we're the, we have to get the show on the road. This is the miniseries that's going to bring the band back together. We got to move forward. So yeah, you, the, the, I'm not worried about the timeline because whether I read the series again in six months or a year, Everything is going to be sorted out. So I'm not I yeah, I, I, I know on on the business side of things there have been some slip ups. So that aside, just looking at, at at this book without worrying, oh, the wind was knocked out of my sails because Marvel didn't ship this in time or they didn't craft the whip on, on that creative team. I'm just looking at this page at at this book that we were given to read and and 
I'm just, I'm, I'm moving along with that. And I, I, whether it was the president getting pissed at Osborne, whether it was the, the, the Avengers or Osborne's Avengers sitting in a room. And this is the first time out of, you know, Matt drop bullseye, just let him fall to his death or, or to his broken neck and back. And at no point ever, as you're not supposed to, have I ever had any, uh, not, not, not rapport, but I've never, not once has, has Bullseye ever said anything where I found amusing or just, okay, you know, yeah, I can imagine that. Or have he, has he said anything that I could actually believe? But him, him telling Osborne, yeah, these are gods and I'm scared beyond belief. I, I guess, believe that it, it, it just, it worked. So, so seeing the conversation with, with Osborne and his lackeys and, and, I really did like everything about it. I, I, I really can't say I have, have any, especially with the art, but I really can't say I have any complaints with the first issue. Jason. Well, first, I want to thank you, Vince, because <laughs> oh, you, no. you, set, you set the bar so low for you this know, issue really, that's another thing. <laughs> that I honestly think it, it helped me enjoy the issue. because I, I went think you stumbled thinking. on something, Jason. I think I was the one that made this book better. I think you, I think you might. Be. <laughs> I just think, God, I mean, it takes a lot for Vince these days to hate a Marvel book, hate a Rachel. So I, know. Um, I, I largely agree with David. Um, I, I first of all, I, I think it can't be understated that Olivier Coipel needs to be chained to a room and met to, and made to, forced to draw every day of his waking life uh, pages. Yeah. Uh, because the dude is uh, is crazy, crazy good, and so uh, his 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 pages alone. Could have made a bad story worth reading in this case, I think. Um, I, I think they did. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and, and that certainly seems to be the consensus view. But I have to say, um, I do find it ironic that the biggest complaint I'm hearing about this book is that uh, that there wasn't a lot of buildup and it just sort of all of a sudden, uh, all, all of a sudden Norman's attacking Asgard and why? And, you know, I mean, it seems like people are uh, – the same people that are complaining about that have been sick and tired supposedly of long drawn-out <laughs> events with well, crossovers and, 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 and decompression and all – It is all about no decompression. Well, this was the anti-decompression. This was no – it's no secret that Bendis is very dialed in to his community. I mean, the Bendis board is a it's a big online community. He's very conscious, I think, of of what people think of his work. I'm not saying that 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 influences him. I don't know its process. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna infer that at all. But I'm not gonna infer that at all. But I think there might. be be just a sliver of a chance that after all of the shit that he was given for the they're still in the savage land from <laughs> secret invasion that he's like oh okay you want a story to move along faster here fine here's so let me get one. Damn self. Yeah. and i gotta yep. say i'm 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 actually again it's only one issue but i'm okay with that and i gotta tell you yeah, um, as not, someone I'm, someone yeah, who grew fine. up reading you know the avengers i i mean if i look back and i read a, a, an avengers issue from 1981 it's paced like this Intro, bad guy, battle, resolution, next story. It's one, two issues usually. So, I mean, from that context, it's, I, I don't know that, you know, and, and the other thing is I've, you know, I, uh, for, unfortunately or fortunately, I do, you know, listen to other podcasts and forums and whatnot and, and, and hear the complaints. And, and one of the big complaints I, I, I see with people is that, um, is, is that, is the, the, the whole thing with Soldier Field and how, how, 
oh, it's just like Stanford. Couldn't he have come up with a with another idea? But I think yeah. that's really ridiculous of a complaint because the point is it is exactly like Stanford. It's yeah. established in the story. He wrote it that way intentionally to be that Norman right. is so – the whole point is he is intentionally – he is so uncreative. He's trying to mimic the Stanford incident to elicit the same response from the the American people to go to now f- find an enemy of the Asgardians. It's intentionally the same thing. And it's not like Bendis is lazy things. sitting around saying, oh, man, I, I don't know. I need an event. Oh, let me uh, – let Borg raise the dead. He, no. Yeah, he, he did it on purpose. So it's right. like – yeah. So and I don't that, know that's the that's thing about it that I liked because that's that's real world right there. Mm-hmm. That that yeah. is, they resort to that tactic every time. Exactly. Oh, so, we have a threat. We must deal with it. It's 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 the the currency of fear. That's how they work. And that was mm-hmm. the one thing that I found. Okay, yeah, that would happen because people are stupid. They'll believe anything. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I thought. Why, why, should, why Chicago though? Why, oh, oh, because you're a bunch of slimes. This is the third why. coast. No, you know why? Because Mike Norton lives there. That's why they destroyed it. Um, yeah. I, I have to say, I thought it was dope. Uh, I, I as much as uh, I think Sentry is uh, a character who would be happy to have shelved for a decade or two. Um, <laughs> I, I figure if we're going to have him, though, um, I, for once I thought, okay, I could dig it. Like, I could dig Sentry as being the guy, the only guy in this uh, force that, say, from Ares, that might actually have a fighting chance of, of hurting some of these gods. I'm down with that. Like, so I, 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 you I think maybe there's a chance they'll kill him. Oh, I hope I so. so. I think yeah. so. I hope so. They, maybe. The, because see, the, the thing is... That, um, that freebie that they gave you, the origins of Siege. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's coincidence the uh, the the one page little bios they give right. you the certain characters because seemingly they're I mean largely they're some of them are kind of stick out right which is like the hoods in there and Wolverines in there and the sentries in there and and at least based on what you know what you think of as the Siege none of those guys should be all that central so obviously at some point they're going to have some involvement and it's going to so I, yeah I think sentries going to have but some really um, I don't know if it's Bob's inability to react without an order Crying. to or, an order to back him up but you you have the let, let's all right let's say one of the most incredibly powerful beings on the planet and i would think tactically that there would be something better to do with him than make him fly through a wall or maybe more than one wall Okay, two walls, three walls. You know, okay, here, Bob, here, let's, let's, let's get this battle working in our favor. Here's what I want you to do. Go fly through a wall. You, you strike at the, the, the the biggest target and try and take out the thing that's going to do you the most harm. Okay. That's not a wall. Took down, he took down their king. We have not seen Balder since he went through the ground. It's true. He took down Balder. Balder hasn't gotten up yet, as far as I'm aware of, but, not only now has... has, has oh, made, Balder will get up. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure. Very no, nice. I don't mean to offend. <laughs> I did not know there was a Balder fan club. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, there is. And, 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 but, and yeah. you know, you have... I, I saw Again, he's a god, though. Moaning, but yes, well, yeah. You have people pissing and moaning. And that's the other thing. You have, you have Ares arguing with Norman, saying, no... Th- we're not doing this. And then Norman has a counter to his argument. It's like, mm. this isn't, this isn't very something you mortal men should do. And he says, well, why are you, why are the gods in, in invading our space? So he's just, so at that point, Ares goes along with it, but you had, I, I read about people who were bitching and moaning because the UFOs and Norman took down Thor. Thor hasn't been right since Loki fucked with him. Exactly. Well, uh, importantly, too, because people that are reading the Thor book know that Thor 
doesn't have the Odin power anymore. He he, right. he it's in it's in Mjolnir. So that, I mean, he, he and, is and, a weak state. And the, ham, and the hammer's been cracked, right? In, in six hundred, yeah. I think he took on the other god. And yes. and again, you don't take out Thor. You may confuse Thor or knock the wind out of him, but you don't but, take there Thor. There you go. Out. And then that's well, and, and, and there's well, yeah. that's what, that was one of the problems I had with the end of the issue. They're like, oh, Thor's down. Well, uh, please, come on. The whole the whole Thor thing. It was like two panels. Yeah. You don't take down Thor in two panels. I well, mean, that's that, the point. They that's, didn't. A, that's how the issue ends, and then Thor's going to raise up, and it's going to be a big battle. I mean, yeah. I think. Well, you know. so I, I, th- I think they, I think they lost the the chance to make that a a really important, yeah. impactful scene. Yeah, I'll give, that, 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 I, I, I mean, I'll give you that. I I'll give you that. I don't want to make this seem like I thought this was a perfect oh, first yeah, issue. No, in fact, no. in fact, no. I have to say, I mean, in, in the excitement factor, I probably was like more excited from. For Blackest Night One, stop, or even, stop, no, rewind, or, or even what? What? Just keep. All right, you were more excited for other comics. Let's just say that, <laughs> or or even uh, Secret Invasion One, nice. that first issue. I was like, oh, this is going to be crazy, and, and you know, it kind of petered out. So, so, um, so, but I, I have to say though, again, I think because of expectations, with it's such, it's getting so ridiculed. I, 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 I found myself. Thinking, wow, this is actually a much better issue than I was. Yeah. Like you know what? Let me just clarify. In in the time since we recorded that episode, I've cooled a little bit, and I think that I mean I still don't like the issue, but I think a lot of my uh, vitriol stemmed from disappointment. I sure. wanted it to be a hell of a lot better than it was, and I expect freaking better from Bendis. That was another thing. I think a lot of those scenes should have been ended up in the director's cut or the the you know. As bonus content on the DVD, yeah, it, it wasn't horrible, but I want more from the well, top I think dog. This is onto something. I do think when they were like, "Listen, Brian, we want you to do this event." And he's like, "Really? Another event? Can't someone else do it?" You know, and then he's like, "All right, fuck him. I'm going to give him an event. Four issues. Bam." We're getting, yeah. we're gonna, well, then if that's the case, it should have de- been better de- than it was. Decompress this. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe. But so, I'm, I'm glad you guys liked it. I do. I, I'm. Yeah, and and now, did, did you guys all read uh, Siege Embedded? Or uh, no, I did. I, I did because because it. it's Chris Somney, so I had. Yeah, to. exactly. Oh yeah. So. I mean, Chris got a, uh, David got a personalized copy with a little I lipstick kiss oh, on. Oh please! It. <laughs> <laughs> I think Chris <laughs> sent sent David the the uh, the, the OA of the cover just as. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what 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 is the thrust of Embedded? Briefly, it's, uh, it's frontline. Front it's it's frontline front front procedure. It's, it's yeah. Ben's side of things. Oh, yeah. nice. They they just changed the name after the people kind of started hating. Because the, the media company. is 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 um, you know, the, the, I guess yeah. embedded. It's it. Norman has his. That's the, a nice tie-in with the media, by the way. Embedded. That's cool. Right, and and Norman has his um, I guess his hand-picked uh, Glenn Beck type character, who um, who's going to spin it to make it look like like Norman's doing good, and they and and they showed Norman's Avengers. Rescuing people from Soldier Field at Soldier Field, and and but um, Ben is going to get the other side of the story, and and uh, basically finds is met by a um, an old New York anchorman who who is now um, he's he's now a cameraman in uh, in it it, it it is Chicago, right? Yeah, know. Chicago. Or was he on his way to Chicago? I, I, I don't. I think they were already in Chicago. No, no, and it, then, it's Chicago though, because Ben sees him at the site. Remember, Ben? They won't let Ben. Well, he in. was in the he was in the back of the the squad car. 
Right, so I'm trying exactly. to okay because I know his his rental car bro- broke mm-hmm. down. It was and well, long story short, he uh, Volstag ends up in their line of sight, and and now Ben realizes that the story isn't in Chicago, but is actually in Oklahoma. So now they're traveling to Broxton. Oh, mm-hmm. cool! And that's ten issues or eight? That's four. No, everyone's the same amount of time. Oh, as, as, nice! So it's yeah. So it's yeah. it's uh, and and some people are guessing that it's going to end up being Ben that takes Norman down. That'd be dope. <laughs> that really would be, you know. Um, and one other thing too, just about the the siege, because I was thinking about another uh, another complaint people had is the whole thing of well, why is Norman trying to invade Asgard? Well, again, like first of all, this is comic, so I don't, I find that people find issue with things like that only when they want to find issue. Like cause if we actually start talking about the contrivances that go into any plot that story, of, of, it's it's often. But I, too, I think it actually makes perfect sense because again, like I don't know if people are not reading Thor. But Loki is behind all of this. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he, you know, Norman's going insane. He's been going insane pretty much consistently throughout all the titles he's gotten. He's, you know, he's seeing the Goblin more and more. He's talking to himself. He's making far less rational decisions. The Dark Sweating. Avengers kind of like looking at each other more and more going, what the hell's this guy doing? He's a wackaloo. Um, and, and it just would make sense that at this point when he starts going over the top that Loki would pretty easily convince him that Asgard's like the last bastion, the holy grail he needs to sort of have his way. And is it irrational? Is it stupid? Of course, but that's kind of the point. Like Norman's no longer being – like when Norman took over power, I think one of the – the kind of the neat things about it was that he was all business. I mean, he actually was Norman the industrialist. He was sane, and he was actually really consolidating his power base in an impressive way. But as is the case with him always, and even all of his times in Spider-Man, he can only be that for so long, and then shit starts to go off the rails, and now it's going off the rails, and Loki being the god of mischief is taking full advantage of that. Yeah. For his and own, Loki you know. can convince anyone. Yeah, absolutely. He, he, yeah. he speaks to you in your language. I mean, no matter who you are. I mean, he, played, he played Doom, he played Balder, and now he's playing Norman. And, I mean, he's I mean how sucks. easy is it to play Doom? If he could play Doom, he could get anybody. Yeah, and to be fair, Doom, it, he didn't play Doom for long. Doom, Right, Doom but he's, the, you know, he's still, well, he probably used it to his advantage. So that's that's yeah. the, the glory of Doom. I mean, even even in the promo material, I think Loki's presence is, is greater than, than that of, of Norman's or anybody else's. Oh, it, 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 it's obvious that... that yeah. uh, and how how fitting, even though they've gone to this well recently in the past couple of years, that if with this dawning of the heroic age, and and if Can't if the wait. Avengers are truly reunited, that that it's pretty much Loki's the reason everybody got back yeah. together. Yeah. And did I didn't I tell you way back when when I saw that that uh, Iron uh, Patriot Loki Osborne image that I said uh-huh. that's got to be part of a bigger image because that's yes. that's really yes, you're right. Yeah, you're right. There you, you go. weren't feeling it. I wasn't, and they just pulled it because they didn't want to reveal any more of the image because it was the trio. Right. Mm-hmm. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. I'm glad you guys got enjoyment on. Glad we cleared that air. I'm I'm looking forward to number two. Not as much as I was one because I don't want my inflated expectations to kill it for me. Oh, I, we'll tell you that to... that you're supposed to like it, Vince. I know, yeah. I know you will. You know, Marvel came out with um, a couple books this week that I was actually really Just excited about. All we right, stop talking about Marvel, Chris. Jesus, getting like the old bullpen days. Blah blah blah. I'm gonna get this out of the way, and then we'll start talking about the good comics. But oh, uh, good, uh, good. Can we? <laughs> uh, Captain America actually came out with an issue this week. Yeah, six oh two. Yep, and it was good. Wow. Like, yeah, that's surprising. When was there a bad issue of Captain America? Recently? I can't remember the last time there was an issue of Captain America. Well, you can. Oh, think it's been on hiatus for, for that. I know it's that's part of my problem with Marvel in the last year. They don't pop 
publish the fucking books I like anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, Captain America came out. It's uh, Ed Brubaker, Luke Ross. You mean like Daredevil? Nice. Um, yeah, you know, it It, it feels... Uh, someone pointed out that I was wrong, which is not a big uh, That was me who pointed out. That's why I'm bringing it up. Um, that, <laughs> you had said you missed Steve Rogers, Matt Murdock, and someone else, or an Iron Fist, and I said, well... Well, it Daredevil. feels like there were like five issues of Daredevil that came out last year. Yeah, it's because of the renumbering. It's, we it's the, re- the renumbering, and there's, there's been skip months, and I don't count the list because that was a fucking third of an issue. But, um, oh, my goodness. Um, oh, it was terrible. I liked uh, it. Uh, you just say the list, and, and Vince gets excited. Um, I do. Look. There it is. <laughs> I am looking. Uh, the cap was really good. It's back to, uh, Brubaker, Luke Ross, Butch Geis on, uh, on mm, Inks. And, um, yeah, it, it feels like they picked right back up with, uh, with what was going on with Cap. It's, uh, Bucky and, uh, Falcon hunting down the 1950s Cap. Oh, uh, and nice, it's nice. very, very cool. Good, goodish, very, just solid, good Captain America. Did you and guys see the uh, the solicit for who will not wield the shield? Yeah, I laughed out loud when I saw that. <laughs> it's like, and followed up by who maybe kind of sort of will wield the shield, or <laughs> is, and, is, is, that, is that the is that the tenth uh, Deadpool comic for the month? No, 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 no. no I think it's a. I I don't know if. It's but a Deadpool's in it though. Of course well, he is. He yeah. might wield the shield, dude. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the, the, the other book I wanted to touch on real quickly is uh, Avengers versus Agents of Atlas. Oh, wow. I, I didn't read that yet, so tread lightly. Fantastic. It's, oh, good. I, I enjoy Jeff Parker doing Agents of Atlas just about as much as anything that, not just Marvel, but anyone in comics is doing. He write such fun stories with those characters each each one of them has their own independent voice and they're it's just a fun superhero team and Isn't that right now and that first that, trades out of print by the way that first hardcover oh the agents you awesome. gotta be kidding that me. is one of the uh, best collections. I, know. I went to buy it i went to buy it and it's out of print that Ooh, thing not so only good. does it have the 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 it's, got the what if it's got it has the what if by by Don Glute and it has the first timely appearance oh, of Grilla each Man. of the characters M11 yeah. and and Grillman and oh my it's it's an, and, and interviews with with Parker and and the editors it's an awesome collection yeah, yeah not great. not to talk about something you can't get I'm sorry I'm just saying that it's I I love it but uh, this issue, uh, beautiful artwork by Gabriel Hardman. Oh. If, if you are if you are an Avengers fan, you need to get this because there are some. There's one double page spread in particular that it's just like, oh damn. Yeah, you're right. And don't forget, I'm to see the pages because I may have to buy another one. I can't wait. While we're looking at beautiful, talking about beautiful art, don't forget there's a backup. Uh, yes, a Namora backup drawn by Takashi Miyazawa. Oh. Oh. If I was ever a bad guy and Namora was coming after me, she, I would be the biggest pushover because I would be just like, uh, 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 oh, yeah. you, you, look at you. But yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's so nice. Hardman's a, he's a bastard. Yes. Hello, clockers. Dave Wachter here, Citizen Dave on the forums, coming to you from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Longtime listener, first time caller, and I'm calling today because this is going to be your. Best of 2009 episode, the so-called 11 O'Closkers. And when I look through the categories on the forum, 
your rather wide array of categories. I was disappointed, distressed, devastated, well, okay, by the frightening void left behind as a result of there being no category for web comics. As a web comics fan and creator, I am still stunned in this day and age. Now, 2010, 2010, 2010, at how little attention or respect web comics sometimes receive from readers of paper comics. At least, maybe those who have podcasts. I mentioned this on the forum to no reply, and originally I planned on chastising you guys, and I was going to remind you that all comics are great no matter how they're delivered, being on paper through a computer screen. Screen. Oh, but instead of doing that, I decided to take a more positive, even proactive approach and use this valuable time to talk about some web comics that I like in hopes that maybe somebody out there listening, maybe some small child, might check out one of these little gems that I mention and have a whole new world of entertainment, knowledge, and insight open up before them. Let's begin. First, I'm going to list just maybe a few of my favorite web comics, ones that I check regularly, and then I'll choose one for this week, and I'll talk about it a little more in depth. Uh, mostly, there's gag -a day strips. I prefer usually long-form stories, and some of the ones that I'm going to list here are one or the other, or maybe a little of both. Uh, some of my favorites include Lackadaisy Cats, which is a bro prohibition era speakeasy gangster cats. Monster Commute, about uh, two monsters stuck together in a perpetual traffic jam. Hilarity ensues. Uh, subculture, the life and times of comic nerds, but funnier. Ants, a humorous take on modern life and geek culture through the lens of some baggy pants wearing hip hop insects. Oceanverse, the comedic adventure of the Cousteau variety. And Sin Tituo. Fans of Lost will be enthralled by the strange mystery here as it unravels. And don't forget to check out more of the webcomics from your fellow clockers. All of them are worthy of checking out, such as uh, Misadventures of a Comic Fan, Oceanverse and Ants that I already mentioned, and the upcoming Mystery Solved. Today I will be expanding on one webcomic, and that comic today is The Abominable Charles Christopher. This is a story of a mute, Sasquatch-like man-child as he tries to find his place within the larger picture of a mysterious tale. A tale that hints of the mystical and warns of an encroaching danger on the horizon, set against the comedic backdrop of the forest society. Often hilarious, sometimes heartbreaking, and always poignant. Carl Kerschel beautifully illustrates this adventure fable of Charles and the plethora of talking creatures in his forest home. The central plotline of Charles's journey is often sidetracked by the antics of the characters in this forest society, which results in the creation of a robust, robust world that may or may not need Charles as its savior. I can't recommend this comic enough. Every Wednesday I check it out for its update before I even think about heading to the comic shop for the week's print releases. Well, that's it for now, fellas. Hopefully I'll have time to do this again in which I'll go more in-depth about another comic, or maybe this will inspire other listeners to call in and share some of their favorites. Oh, I almost forgot. If you're interested in some Wild West adventure with a super-powered twist, you can check out my webcomic at gunsofshadowvalley.com. That's 
gunsofshadowvalley.com. Keep up the good work, fellas. I hope there's a webcomics category for next year's 11 O'Clockers. As for this year's, I really look forward to listening to the show. See ya. I, I just read the uh, the two-issue uh, X-Men versus Agents of Atlas. That was fun. Yeah. That was fun. Not, I, I don't... Um, they reference know, that in this. Uh, well, yeah, because it's all, as far as I'm concerned, from from the Agents of Atlas ongoing to this yeah, two-issue miniseries... Sorry, to the ahead. backup in Incredible Hercules, to this miniseries, to the future ongoing—it's all just one long. They're just, yeah, they're just hopping around anywhere they can, yep. team up or or be in a miniseries with whoever they can. Just as long as we get more Atlas in the X Men mini, um, even though Nightcrawler had I think like two lines, he he kind of talked with some broken English. Aside from that, <laughs> the thing was, well, aside from being beautiful, but it was it. I, I think Parker just did a real nice job with 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 everybody throughout the book, and um, and Hardman's uh, I guess sort of backup in the second issue where uh, Venus is being held captive. Oh yeah, there was there was some nice art on that too. Oh yeah, David, I won't. I'm not going to spill any beans because obviously I haven't read it. But Lava Men, Gabe Har- Gabe Hardman yep. drawn Lava Men. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just it's sweetness. Now, uh, Chris, d- did you say everything you wanted to say about that? Because I have a question. Growing man. <laughs> uh, in this week's Marvel books, there is an ad, a teaser, if you will, for Spider-Man 2010. Yeah. Has, have any of you guys seen this? Is that the Pascal no. Ferry um, yes. puzzle image? Yeah, it's yeah, not a puzzle. A any, yeah, it's oh, okay. Well, we, yeah, I know it's on the form. It's it's uh, an unmasked Peter. Yep, reaching out, to reaching out to Mary Jane in a wedding gown. Yes, yeah. I think they should get married. There is aside from aside that would from make me all sorts of giddy. Oh come on! Okay, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> now aside from that thread, it, there was also Dave a link to a um. When was this thread? Did, when did yeah. I miss this? It's it says twenty ten is the year of of, of uh, Spider Man or, or year okay. twenty ten. But right. dude, they're they're showing the Iron Spider and Aranya. Web. Web. There the, was the Spider Baby. There's, there's Look there's at the knobs on Madam yeah. Web. There's not those knobs are too nice for an old lady. I'm sorry. Maybe at her knees. <laughs> there is there, yeah, gravity. There is a um in in that thread. Dave a link to a uh, an interview at CBR with Steve Wacker where he kind of dismantles the the yeah. image and kind of breaks it down for you. Um, I've been saying for everybody who's who's been crying and and falsely stating that they just erased 20 years and now he's a teenager again and what is this bullshit? Why did they get rid of all the comics? Aside well, from they're, all they're that, obviously not reading those, those, comics, exactly. those comics still exist. Not, e- not even that. Those stories still happen. But anyway, the... Um, I've been saying since day one, since One More Day ended and Brand New Day started, we do not know what happened on the way to the chapel when Peter and Mary Jane were supposed to get married. So when I saw that image, even before reading the interview, I don't know if Wacker mentioned it, but this is, this may, it's, it's, we're going on two and a half years now. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's January. So, so two years. It, it might be time to tell that story. It, I, I don't take that image to say, oh, maybe they're just going to All right. okay. marry them. It's we're, we're going to find out what happened. Sure, and, and sure. Maybe yeah. the maybe some of the gaps. They're not going to give. I I so love the fact that we don't know everything that happened. 
they, they haven't just patience is 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 rewarded when you're reading Amazing Spider-Man these days. Well, obviously, 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 the wizard is going to marry them. I hope. <laughs> well, you do is. know you, you do know who he's kissing in that corner. The wizard? No, no Peter. Deb. Right? No, no, because it's Who a is? redhead with glass. See, it was a redhead. People were like, "Why the hell's Mary Jane wearing glasses?" No, that's Carly. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Yes. okay, all right. And do you think that's Baby May in the arms of a Spider Slayer? Yes, I kind of do. Cool. I kn- I was one that's of those. I was one of the ones that never th- that thought the baby never should have went away. And uh, you know, so you guys are up to date on Amazing Spider-Man. I, I did not read six seventeen or six eighteen. I read. Yeah, uh, I'm about I read everything that far. Six sixteen. Okay. I read the the, the Sandman storyline, but not uh, past that. I yeah. just because uh, I I heard I, I have I've been as you know I've been buying the uh, the uh, hardcovers, but I still am it behind. Does. But I I uh, I heard that Max Fiumara has uh, been doing some yes. of the work on the Joe Kelly issues. I was yep. just curious how it looked. Mm. Yeah. Those suckers build up really quick. You you can you can fall behind on amazing very. There are quickly. five issues solicited this month. That's a good of thing ama- of amazing. No, I know. I'm just saying, but like that's. I mean, that's a whole trade worth basically in a month. Yeah. Awesomeness every week. Uh, yeah, Today that. we got two Web of Spider Man number four, I think. Yes, and, number four and, 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 and amazing. And I like yeah. the way it, it jives because um, Mysterio is on the cover of uh, both of them. Yeah, because because Web right now is doing this Gauntlet Origins thing. That issue number two had a. Um, had an old story, well, a new story because it had art by Kitson, but um, about Electro, mm-hmm. and the story is pretty. Do you know who um, who introduced himself to Electro shortly after Electro got his powers? Because Fisto. No, <laughs> nice way to tie it all in. <laughs> yeah. um, because well, basically this 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 person tells uh, Electro that you know people get hit by lightning. All the time. What makes you so special, Ben Franklin? I, I believe that the uh, yeah, it's tight. I believe that the lightning just basically re- founded by what uh, what what abilities you already. He, he was there was the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Oh, Magneto, Scarlet Witch, and uh, Quicksilver were oh, face sweet. to face with Electro. So yeah. So so and and the uh, issue number three had Rhino, and I guess number four has. Uh, as Mephisto, but yeah, new, a new Rhino, though, right? No, this yeah. the, the the web stories are. Uh, oh, 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 sorry, sorry, okay. So yeah, so yeah. it's um, it was the old Rhino. Cool. All right, enough with the Marvel. Damn it! Yeah, I got a little something I want to talk about now. Marvel, squeak it in. Um, why don't it? It'll hinge a little bit on whether you're you're caught up, Vince. Have you read the latest uh, Walking Dead trade? Uh, that would be eleven. Yeah. Yes, I have. What What'd you think? Freaking things riveting. It's just one after the other. It keeps building and building. When when I think it can't build anymore, or it can't get any more disturbing, yeah. thing, it, get, it gets more disturbing. Well, you remember about what about a year ago? So two trades ago, how I was I talked about how I was contemplating giving up the book just because you know it had, as a, as a dad of young kids, it had just gotten to a point where I was like, wow, I don't know if like this is like so depressing. I don't even yes. know if it's. Now, and before I, before you talk about it, remember yeah. those people that will run for the stop button. No, 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 no. I'm not. No, I don't want to spoil it. I'm just okay. saying. But, but I, I was going to say, remember though that I didn't give up on it, and I read the tenth trade and said, okay, this was great. And right. so same thing. With the, I mean, eleventh trade again was great. And again, I don't want to spoil anything. Um, but but he's taking you know these characters in even you know tougher directions and perfectly rational 
in the world they live in for for them to do the things that they're doing. But man, as a dad, is it hard to read? And that's part of the charm of the book. I mean, I, I again, it's not like I'm not saying I read this one and thought, oh, that's an, I, actually this time it was a little different feeling. But I was like, wow, that is because as a dad of a of of, of a son not too different in age. Uh, from those boys, I I just it just tore my heart, my heart out reading that, thinking my I mean just uh, yeah. you know I don't know just it it it, it really I, I don't think does Kirkman have kids, Chris? Do you know I don't I don't know I, if he does or I, not. But, I don't believe so. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. he's only like thirty. Well, years old. I, if he doesn't have kids, he 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 gets he gets the father son dynamic and exactly. and what it would mean in yeah. a period of time. And it really, as you guys know, I love the book. I love Cormac McCarthy's The Road. It's one of my favorite books. Um, and I, I I feel like absent that book, this this trade may get at the heart of what a father son. The last two trades, really, you know, really uh, they get at what what a father son relationship would be like in really really st- stressful circumstances. That that there really is no easy out. And uh, I just gotta say, hats off to the dude because, like you said, Vince, every time I'm thinking, like, man, you know, how can this story just really surprise anymore? And it just every time he finds a way. Uh, Think about just, the hole that's going to be in our comic buying lives when Walking Dead wraps up. You know, and it's true because this is really a twice a year thing for me. I mean, I, I read it, you know, basically two days a year I get to read Walking Dead, you know, by my own choice. Maybe sometimes three, depending on how, how many trades come out. But, but um, uh, I wouldn't read it any other way because I read those, you know, those five, six issues in one sitting very quickly and uh and usually reread it but but man it's just uh it's it's a book that having just done the 11 o'clockers maybe because we do read it i I do think maybe we don't we're all podcasts don't give it its due because we all don't want to spoil it for other people but man is it an unbelievably good book I, I, i read it i read it monthly and I decided a while ago that I just really enjoy reading that book in single issues. I don't want to wait that long in between mm-hmm. readings on it. So, yeah, I'm one of the, and I know the Tom. Mute button. Hello. What the hell? He hit the huh. mute button. Hello? There you go. There he is. Hey, sorry about that. Um, that Tom. Uh, Tom, Tom and I both reread it in singles, and it's something that, I don't want to wait six months to to read a chunk of of Walking Dead. I I really look forward to it every every month. And hell, we got spoiled. There was a time whenever they were just you know shotgunning issues. It's like they were coming out every two weeks there for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and, the, and I know we've up. said it before, but Charlie Adler does not get his due. He doesn't. And again, and, that's that's just a byproduct of. You know Tony Moore yeah. starting that book, and then, mm-hmm. um, and, but you're right, Vince. I mean, I, the book is definitely Adler's now. Um, yeah. It's kind of like L- Land Medina doing those early issues of Fables, right? Like no one thinks of Land Medina when you think of Fables anymore. But it, it's kind of become, you know, obviously it's 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 Buckingham's uh, book. But, yeah. but his issues are yeah. great, though. I reread those. Just oh, they this are weekend. absolutely, yeah, yeah. really I mean, good. But, but, but I just agreeing with you that that, and I have to say that reading because I think I read the first four or five trades all at once because I was I didn't start with the book, and I think reading the first two between Moore and then Adler, it's a huge departure. Like it was it, at first, I was like, oh, I don't know about this, and then I think he improved over time, but also. You're, I'm further away from the expectations that Tony had set for the way this world should look, and yeah. more about how, and and uh, and yeah, I'm, I mean, I I feel almost bad for having not thought highly of him right out of the gates, Adler. Yeah. Cause, well, you know, while we're talking about fables, because we we never really broached oh, the subject. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. Good, <laughs> Jason. Yes, I I know there are certain characters Willingham makes sure that we despise and, and or hate, uh-huh. but I I gotta say, charming is a dick. 
I really dislike. <laughs> I, I I really dislike charming. I just the the way he carries himself. That 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 my shit don't stink, and, and the way he manipulates like. Like beauty. Yeah, well, that's. that's I, I really yeah. dislike that guy. I mean, he could even be on the side of good, where it benefits him. But still, oh, he he walks into a scene, and I'm like, okay, I I I, I freaking can't stand the guy. That's a good writer. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I will agree with you, but I also say that I think that uh, your feelings about charming are going to be. Uh, what's the way of putting this? Um, what you're saying about Charming now will serve you well at a later point in the story. Okay, because I'm, I'm up to about 90. Okay. No, may, maybe 80, 88 around there. I'm, I'm reading yeah. them slowly. Okay. That's it's getting ready, it's getting ready to hit 100. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Sneaking up there. Uh, no, that's, I, I, I mean, that's awesome. It's, I mean, that book is crazy. You're right. We, that's, but that's another one, again, because most people read it in trade and don't want to ever spoil it. But I... I mean that book. And to be fair, um, you know, I do think much like a lot of people say, the first trade of fables is probably not the best one to to sell people on the book. Which right. I do agree with. I think this, you got to read the first and second together, and then the second. I think, okay. yeah, animal, animal Farm. Yeah, I agree with that. I yeah. think though that after they wrapped up the you know the first major mega arc of the story, um, and I don't know, I don't, I still have not heard whether Willingham had intended to go beyond that originally or if, or, if, or if he didn't, but I do think there is some fairness to the criticism. I know Tom has talked about this on AC, Chris, that, you know, those, the, that first arc after, um, you know, the war, the Great Fables War ended, I do think there was a little bit of a reset. And again, it wasn't so much that the story became not as good. It's just that you have to find seven, themselves again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You have the 75 issue mega, you know, magnum opus that, that has to, that gets resolved. You have to spend some time resetting the status quo, taking a, a measure of where everyone is and then kind of getting on with it. And I do think we're, we're the last few issues have gotten back to a point where we really can sort of, we're really the engine starting to crank again. And, well, I, I think that you see that in just about every, Huge, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say the word event because I, I think that's the counter to that now. But you see that in every major build up to a, um, a, a long running uh, story theme through mm-hmm. through comics. It's you know I don't even you know I don't even remember what happened after uh, the the Dark Phoenix saga in X-Men. You know, I don't know if there was like a, a cooling off period. Uh, but you know, you look at all the, the great, uh, the great stories in comics and yeah, you build up to that. And I think, I think there, there, there needs to be, you know, a few issues where you kind of recoup and, and kind of catch your breath. So I don't have a problem with that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the uh, sequence in the third trade where, uh, they where beauty has fallen asleep and they do their business to get the the jump on the reporter who's trying to 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 blackmail them as vampires <laughs> of all things and uh, they and charming can't wake her up <laughs> but but flycatcher can that that was great I, that was, that was I, my favorite part in that whole trade was when you know like the nebbish comes up oh I sure do love her and he kisses Absolutely. her and like, boom that was and, and it, it was it was even more sweet kiss. because because he chumped charming that was mm-hmm. the thing yeah. but also did. too well, that speaks again to, no I yeah, don't. don't I hate him that also speaks to if you think about it though how amazingly well crafted the entire narrative of this book has been because again <laughs> think about. Flycatcher and later arcs. Oh, right, what, right. You know, yeah. I mean, at the time, you're just like, wow, really? I mean, Flycatcher? And then, but if you think about it, like, uh, you know, how many years later in the story, 
it makes perfect sense now that you've you know yep. looked back on it all. It's, it's all, e- I, he, even it's, the little offhanded things like like charming berating Bluebeard, mm-hmm. and you have Bluebeard just crying, you know, <laughs> like a big, I, I, yeah, I try and not be judgmental of other people and what they like because certainly there's lots of books I like that others don't or vice versa. But but I, I do think there are a few like when people don't like fables, it does. I do. Think I know. Of them, a comic reader, Honest like, to God, yeah, right? Like yeah. I don't. Really? Okay. <laughs> like you're you're getting it twisted. I either think, well, they actually read it, or there's something wrong with them. Honestly, <laughs> you're right. I totally you're agree with you. Illiterate or stupid? The, I don't know. I, I don't know. I said liar. It, Ron, are you listening? You're a liar. Ron, are you listening? I've said it millions of times. The best book on the stands, regardless mainstream indie, no matter what fables, is the top of the stack. All you know, another the time. book we never talk about is coming to an end, and I do think probably. Deserved more praise than we've we've given it over the last uh, almost two years, and that's uh, Ex Machina. Uh, it's it's wrapping up. I think uh, issue fifty is the last issue, if I'm not mistaken. Oh man, that was a great twenty five issue series. Uh, <laughs> it's, okay, then. I, that, I, I never. The first, I've read the first two hardcovers, so I can't speak exactly. to it. So you've okay. read the good stuff. That okay. book has. I buy it every time it comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, it has limped along. For so long now, like a whiskey um, dick. Oh. It's it's got a yeah, major, just like that. <laughs> it's got a phase of whiskey. Oh, I'm sorry. Are we being? Are we not allowed to be R-rated on the show? No, <laughs> we can be. Yeah, you, you called it a whiskey dick. Uh, that's <laughs> that's that's lowbrow even for you. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and I never stopped buying it. I stopped reading it. It, it got to a point. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it's it's. I have no idea where it was going. It started out with so much promise, and um, it's, so it's like, like it's like your Superman then. Uh, what me? What? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> uh, I, I didn't. I didn't make it past the first trade. I um, only no, read the I, first I, I loved it for a long time, but you know, just like the Bendis thing, it's like I don't know his process. I don't know, you know, inside the man's mind. But I, I kind of have a feeling that that Brian K. Vaughn has other stuff that he's. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Yeah. Like lost. Well, like, yeah, well, like it used to be comics. used to be lost. Yeah. Boy, speaking of lost, boy, we just lost him, didn't we? I mean, he's. He's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, for I, now. I crammed in almost two seasons of Lost this weekend because I'm gearing up nice. for the, the new the new season. Uh, is there a better show out there? We never passed. Oh, my ah, God. It is. Really? I've never seen it either. Oh, oh my gosh. Jesus. Wow. Oh, my Guys, God. Come on. <laughs> Are you kidding me? The most stunning revelation that we've had on this show. In yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I've never seen Lost and Vince Hates Christmas. I mm. I think I'm more stunned that you've never seen Lost than Vince. I've never I've never seen an episode of Heroes. Exactly. Oh, that here. Heroes is shit. That's, that's, uh, yeah, there's I no comparison. Heroes. I, yeah. Heroes is is the TV equivalent to what you were saying about Ex Machina, uh, Chris. Literally, my wife and I were watching it this season, the beginning of the season, and I finally turned to her and I said, "You know, I, I only watch this show because it's I feel almost some like geek need to support it." No, because it's you know it's a show about superheroes, but I'm like it's really sucked for a long time, and she said. Yeah, I don't. Uh, she's like, we can give it up. I'm like, yeah, let's just stop. So we just stopped like two or three. Ep- I just, I haven't missed it for a second. I, yeah, that show sucks. But Lost is a great show, though. That's that's yeah. a totally different. That's you know, I I, I kind of decided. I was like, you know, I'm gonna wait for it to finish, and then I'm just gonna like buy a DVD set of it. Yeah, yeah, you well, should. That's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm doing with the Wire and stuff. So, I mean, well, the Wire is so good. I have yeah. no idea how it's gonna end, and and I love that fact because. They've they've turned the tables on on me every season, 
and it just keeps getting better and better. Season Have you seen the uh, promo images, Vince? Uh, no, I won't look at anything. No, I refuse. There's uh-huh. no text or anything. They're just images. That it's doesn't like, uh, matter. Oh, okay. Don't want to see them. I'm very proud of this. I've never watched an episode. I have no idea about anything about yeah. that Good. series. Good. Nothing. Nothing. I think it's one of those things where if someone were to start telling you about Lost, it would take them at least a half hour to get through yeah. all the pertinent bits. No, and that's probably why, because no one has ever you know sat you down and explained it to you. There's a lot going on. Yeah, it's, I look forward. I look forward to that time whenever I'm able to you know watch the entire series over you know a couple months span. So mm-hmm. yeah. that and Deadwood have. Oh, oh my God! You just cut me to the quick. Hey, <laughs> I, I, I don't have HBO. There you go. Chris. Oh, hey, Chris. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never seen it either. Oh, my God. <laughs> I am weeping over here. I know, because every time you go time. off, I know, every time you go off on oh. Deadwood, I'm like, yeah, just let him go, because I have yeah, no cut off. <laughs> oh. I, I, I haven't seen the third season yet, but but Deadwood kicks a whole lot. You know, I, will, I would say I would have... Uh, consumed all of Deadwood if HBO did not price their DVDs. Oh my God. I, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I $80 for like fucking 13 episodes. You I know. You mind? It's probably worth it, but that's, I don't want to spend that kind of money. I have to that. say, you are right about that, although the, um, this, 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 uh, like Black Friday to Christmas had some insanely yes. good DVD box set sales. Amazon, I mean, I bought the, uh, I mean, I got it as a gift, but I know how much they paid because that was on my, my wish list. The uh, the entire complete Deadwood series was, I think, like fifty five bucks. Oh, see, I would have bought that then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At, at but that was like seventy percent off the cover. On, no. yeah. I'm I'm waiting for it to come out on blue right now. Mm-hmm. The set. What's up, eleven o'clock comics? Is Blaze Fire thirty three checking in? And I gotta say, I have a new addiction. Forget Deadpool. The Marvel Cosmic is off the chain. Nova. Guardians of the Galaxy, love all of it. War of Kings, hands down, best event of 2009. I love everything about it. I'm trying to catch up. going to try and get all the Annihilation, Annihilation Conquest and everything. Who was the Mark with a Mouse? I don't even know who that is. I'm all about that Richard Ryder, man. Awesome stuff. Okay, I'm outie. Peace. I want to turn the tables on you dudes if we're done. Flip the script. I have two books from members of our forum. I have one from a member of our forum. I have one, too, yeah. All right, good. Maybe we can make this a deal. Yeah. What? I have books produced, created. You all all have stuff from, what, people in the forum just don't like me or something? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Could be it. We didn't get the same (laughs) No, I don't know. But uh, the the first one is called Jerks in Space. Yep. it's, It's drawn by John Carnes. Our very own John K. And uh, I have another here. It's called Mara, drawn by John O, Saving Layla, on our forum. And it includes an audio CD, a six-track, 25-minute audio CD. It's, oh, I guess you're special. I, I am. Yeah, uh, I you so you guys, ha- you guys have read Jerks in Space, David and, and Chris? Read it today. Oh. Awesome. David and Jason. Yeah, David and Jason. Yeah. That's, what did the I say? The white boy? Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, I leafed through it today because I, I thought you might talk about it because you said two weeks ago you were going to talk about it. Um, yeah. I, I did not have to sit down and read through it, though. I just I, I leafed through it maybe for 10 minutes before uh, I ate dinner. Oh, I'll set it up for you. How about that? Yeah. Uh, as I said, written and drawn by John Carnes, 8.5 by 11, paper folded sideways, black yeah. and white, 36 pages, two Black and white with a nice green cover. Oh, mine's oh, blue. Mine was, mine was red. 
Oh, cool. Nice. I love that. Cool. Oh. Different colored paper stock. Was yours, Mine, was yours autographed? Mine's blue. Autographed. Of course it was, I think. Um, no. Mine is on the first page. Mine had a hologram. Uh, a stamp of uh, John Carnes, and, and he wrote a word balloon next to his, his, his photo that says, Keep it real, King Dap. Mine had a, Wait, a Deadpool it, variant cover, so. One of <laughs> on the inside front cover, it, there's a little robot drawing. Do you have that yes. on the inside? Yes. And it says it says about the author John Carnes yes. is a robot who and there's something else. I yeah, on the first it. page. Oh, stamped at the bottom. Uh, oh, Vince isn't a special. Oh, mine says all work copyright <laughs> John send Carnes. It back. Send it back to the author. No, it's too good no, to send back. It, it, exactly. It, yeah, under page one, there's there's a stamped photo. No, I got uh, nothing. Okay. That's all right. <laughs> well, anyway, it gets done. It's it's uh, about a man named John Birthday who buys himself and two friends tickets for the first commercial flight to the moon. Well, that was the uh, plan. Yes, on board the Starship Jelly Bean. Now, you know, you can ask yourself, how can one dude afford to secure not one but three <laughs> seats on a very expensive trip into space? This was written for vids. Well... The, the, na- awesome. the narrator, John Birthday, has an extremely odd history. <laughs> he 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 poops numbered balls. He poops numbered balls. And they count down. Yeah, well, when John was eight, uh his parent eight months old, eight months. Okay. his his parents were horrified to learn that the waste issuing from their child in the form of a palm sized ball was emblazoned with a four digit number. It, it, in, in the very first case it said uh, 6666. Now, uh, you know, taking the cultural perceptions of the number 666, the parents were a little bit horrified to know that their son was not only pooping crap with numbers on it, but that it was 6666. Yes, but, and, and I mean, that works out. And they were very relieved. Uh, so they take, I won't spoil it. So when they take the, the child to a specialist, uh, and result, the specialist, John, and his family all become rich due to a series of books detailing their expenses. Uh, experiences, not expenses. So uh, John and his family have a whole bunch of money. That's how he afforded the tickets. So he, en route to buy the tickets to the jelly bean ship to the moon, and a woman, uh, he runs into a woman, a conspiracy theorist, who believes that the moon landing never happened, and that space is very dangerous. If he takes off and goes through the Van Allen belt, the radiation will do very, very bad things to him. So he reconsiders, only buying the two tickets for his buddies, who do take the trip. Yes. And uh, as the woman uh, claimed, the radiation does really strange things to the, the occupants of the jelly bean ship. Uh, it makes Who received their, three months of astronaut training. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes their wishes come true. Uh, one, most of the men on board the ship uh, wish for bigger dicks, which I have to admit would be a very tempting thing to do. Uh, one guy wants to be a squirrel. Poof, he, he turns into a squirrel. Uh, there, there's a, a balding, overweight man who suddenly sprouts wolverine claws. <laughs> so funny. Wish. Yeah. Uh, but, but in the end, uh, the, it, it, there's a cliffhanger because we, we, do know, we do not know what powers Mike and Jerry manifest. We have to wait to the second issue to find out. Uh, I, I laughed out loud at, at parts too. of this. It, it was really funny. And uh, I'll tell you why I liked it so much after I get done telling you about the second issue. Because thematically, these two books that I'm talking about are very different. But 
the intent is 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 said the same between the two, and uh, you'll 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 see why after I get done with this one. David, you got Mira. Did you get no. Mira? Oh, no. this is this is cool. Uh, music, art, and words by John O. Like I said, saving Layla on our forum. It's a fifty-four page. Is it Layla or Lala? Saving Lala, saving Layla. Yeah, it's a, okay. saving Lala. Uh, fifty-four pages, black and white, limited to one hundred copies, with a bonus six-track, twenty-five-minute audio CD. Uh, this is this is a much more conceptual work than Jerks in Space, which is not to knock that. Jerks in Space is very linear. It's like a really good sitcom. Uh, Mira is the tale of a man who experiences a great loss in his life, uh, the death of someone very close to him, and he sets out on a ship, maybe as a way of escaping his pain or to experience something new, or maybe or to even find himself, maybe. Uh, but while he's on the sea, he's struck by the boom. The, the ship's boom hits him in the head and knocks him overboard, and he, he's saved by a mermaid named Mira. And as you may expect, the man falls in love with his savior, only to have his dreams dashed by her father, the king of the undersea realm, who orders his daughter, yo, bring the man back to the surface, I'm not having any of this. So, alone on an island, the man creates. That's what he does with all his idle time. He creates. He he carves these wooden figurines of a man and a woman, writes love letters to the woman, all of which he places in a tiny handcrafted boat and casts it out onto the ocean. That is very cool. Where his ideas are experienced by someone other than himself. There's the thread that unifies these two works. Um, in many spots, they're, they're the work of artists who are trying to find their footing, trying to, to wrestle with the page and coax that, that, uh, electrochemical impulse, that idea, to get that idea out of their damn heads and onto the paper. That's both of these books. They're, they reek with that. It's just the the joy of trying to expunge these ideas, and that's where they're successful. They're awesome books. It's 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 like they they uh, you know hello blank page. My name is John. You want to dance? Yeah. Sometimes the dance is a bit awkward, maybe even a, an occasional stumble here and there. But other times, the the couple's in perfect sync, and and the music is so strong it's all about the honesty and, and that's why i love books like this because uh, it takes a lot for someone to walk into a crowded room and and drop their drawers and say this is me that's what these guys are doing they're yeah. exposing they're exposing their souls through art and and that's strong business buddy um the the uh mirror book john o uh, the recording uh, rather it's it's not polished it's not produced overly it's it's very spare it's a man with an acoustic guitar recording any way he can with with any equipment he can get his hand on burn the disc himself uh and distribute it with this book and it's awesome it's just the, the heartfelt it's it's an honest statement by someone not yes. expecting a book deal not expecting a regular series or to break into quote comics or or maybe get these songs played on the radio it's two creators doing what they do because they got to do it that's awesome. awesome it really yeah it is sounds did great you, did you pick up that uh, kind of vibe from these 
uh, I mean, jerks in space. You could tell that John Kay was loving every line he put on there, just having a damn good time. Yeah. The, expre- the expression on these characters' faces, like when the fat guy pops the claws, <laughs> like, dude. <laughs> and blood's everywhere. Nice job, fat ass. Yeah, no, it, yeah. It really, I mean, yeah, aside from like you said, you, you, you're putting it all out there for the world to see. This is, and I mean, we ramble into a microphone for a couple hours a week. We're just bullshitting about something we love, but I, you, there's something a little bit the same and, and quite a bit different when, when someone goes ahead and, and just puts their work on pages, publishes it on their own dime for, yeah. and, 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 you know, give it a shot. It's like, you know, well, we, well, I, I, talk about him a bit but but like brian defferding with school i mean you uh-huh. know this isn't i don't know if if i'd find that anywhere else than really at, at a convention and and you know so you have a table and, and you set things up and this is my artwork this is who i am and and this is what i'm doing if you like it great give it a shot That's but right. it, it really is it they're just laying it all out there like you said they're just yep. they're bearing it all i i there is no end to the respect and admiration I have for these two guys because I am the biggest hypocrite of all. Because I come here every week talk about comics and the people that make them and my love for comics. And I have been wanting to do a comic for since I can ever remember. That's why I went to art school. That's why I, I do what I do. And I am scared shitless to put my work out there. Because I know the p- kind of people that are going to be looking at it, and I, you know, it's not like us. It's it's not <laughs> right. It's not it's not that I it's not that I can't take the criticism. I can. I have a very thick skin, but there's something really scary about taking that part of yourself and shoving it out on the ocean, like like uh, the character did in Mirror. Just taking that creation you made this. This is this part of you, and you just push that boat out. Where it goes, you have no idea who encounters it. You never know, and mm-hmm. and. It's tough, and God bless the, uh, these guys. If you want to learn more or go out and buy a copy of this of these books, Jerks in Space, you can see it on www.jerksinspace.com. Very, yeah, there you go, straightforward. That's John K's book, and uh, Mira from John O. You can find it at www.strips4, the number 4.com, strips4.com. Worthwhile, just yeah. great stuff. Great stuff. And also, just one thing to say about this: I, I, I always am struck by when when someone approaches uh, one of us and asks us if we'd like to or, or be so kind as to read one of their works. And I'm always so shocked by the dynamic of that, in the sense that um, to me, it's it's I feel a sense of of um, responsibility the other way. Like to me, it's more that like if someone's going to you know, think so highly of our opinion that they want to send us their personal work. Like, I feel like obligated to, you know, really, I'm always, I worry about the pressure of, of giving it its due, right. And giving them the appropriate amount of attention, like versus, you know, there, it's often like, Oh, if you have the time to read this, I always feel like really like, I I mean, to me, it's unbelievably flattering that someone would, would, would think enough to, 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 you know, again, because this, as you said, Vince, is such a, it's a personal passion project for them. And to, yep. to think that they care at all about what I think of it, love it or hate it, is, is very, very flattering and, and almost daunting in a way. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. I used to review DVDs. Uh, and I, I, I would get so many discs that, uh, and, you know, when you have a, a, a high number of, of pieces of art, they're not all going to be top notch. And, and even, it, it would it would actually hurt to do a bad review 
of a film because a lot of the most of the stuff I was reviewing were you know independent films small budget just films that were done for the love of filmmaking and and to to experience this stuff and not appreciate it maybe maybe it just wasn't good but it it would it would hurt to to do a bad review so I would rather not say anything at all than than give something a bad review because maybe I'm just not getting it you know, mm-hmm. maybe we're not plugged in or, or it just didn't click. And I don't want, who knows, maybe six months down the line, if I watch that film again, I would get it or, or I would be in a more conducive frame of mind to understand what this person was trying to do. So I would rather just shut my mouth and not say anything about it than, uh, than, than put them through their paces, maybe, uh, unwarranted. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. but that's why I didn't want to hold off on talking about these because I've had, uh, these two books for a while and uh, i i feel it's you're right it's it's our due to to get this stuff out there because it's worthwhile it's good and if you hear us talk about it unlike what i said about siege number one if you if you hear us talk about it chances are really good we think highly enough about it that we're going to take the time to tell everybody about it right right absolutely there you go Uh uh-huh all right so so what else do we have well we're all over the place this episode i love it i love it If you want to learn more about DC characters, one issue at a time... Ooh, ooh, me, me, I want to. (laughs) And you you don't want to get caught into multi-issue arcs or events or any of that, you should really be reading Brave and the Bold. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to have to take a, take a step back because you're going in, in good territory, so I will not say anything. I will not chide you. I'm I'm really liking Straczynski's Brave and the Bull. It is, it is very separate from what's going on in mainline DC continuity. They're really fun, one-off team-up stories. And I was talking with uh, Mark Beatty, uh, who owns my shop that I, that I go to, and then... Uh, we were just talking about Brave and the Bold, and I looked at him and was like, you know, I really miss Marvel Team-Up. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I was like, no, I mean, I miss old Marvel Team-Up. Yes. The old Marvel Team-Up and Marvel 2-in-1, and I just, I loved those old Team-Up books, mm-hmm. and Brave and the Bold has done a really nice job of capturing the feel of, of the old-school Team-Up books. And uh, uh, the Comics last- Presents? Sure. And, yeah. I mean, there's a long history of them. I mean, the original Brave and the Bold. Um, the, this latest issue was a really interesting twist on the team up. It's not a it's not a conventional superhero team up. It was starring uh, the Adam and the Joker. Wow, mm. nice. And it's it's Ray Palmer, uh, Adam, and it's uh, um, it. it it sets up real quickly, so um, so I won't be spoiling spoiling anything here. Um, uh, some some doctors from Arkham Asylum get in contact with Ray Palmer. They say that there's that he need that they need him to help save someone's life, and it's something that only he can do. And he goes to Arkham, and uh, uh, some some funny stuff happens along the way. There's like three pages of just really fun Adam gags along along the way. But he gets there and they tell him that yes, you have to go into the person's brain and release this chemical, uh, otherwise he's going to go into a coma and probably die. And it turns out that it's the Joker. And so Ray has to has this like you know crisis of conscience 
that you know should he should he save the Joker and as as all heroes do hopefully he's like yeah I need to do this for you know just for the fellow man part of it um, gets into the Joker's brain gets hit by these uh, uh, neuron impulses and has these memory flashbacks that are the Jokers and so Ray actually has to kind of like relive some of the Jokers uh, early childhood so it's a, it's a real interesting story but uh, just kind of underscores the fact that Brave and the Bold, a great way to introduce yourself to um, awesome iconic DC characters and not uh, not feel like you have to invest in a in a six issue run or or even a trade paperback so, right. so and, and obviously they're they're not taking the title literally it's not always Batman and someone else no right? no it's no. Uh, yeah. no, um, it's the flash and the Blackhawks it's Green Lantern and whoever this and is the first six issues you had Green Lantern and Supergirl, and then Supergirl right. and Lobo, and and yeah, so uh, they were they were all over the place. But I mean, I well, those. even even the first what fifty or so issues of the original Brave and the Bold didn't have Batman in it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, you know what's different is uh, about this series when it started. It was uh, was that Wade and uh, Emperor? Yeah, Wade and Perez. Yeah, Wade and Perez. Perez. Yeah. What? Which was? Which was? Cool because and Vince, I think that you had even talked about it. Oh, I have them, yeah. Yeah, they, I mean, they were they were kind of one off stories, but they built into a larger yeah. story. Yeah, it was a book story. of destiny, yeah. which, which was great. And then Challengers they, of the Unknown, yeah, yeah, which was awesome. But I think the series kind of it kind of ran off the rails a little bit. And then Straczynski came back uh, or came onto the title, and I really think this is just what Straczynski wants to be doing. He wants to say, "I don't want to be tied up in any events. I don't want to be a part of a you know the larger picture. I just want to write stories about the characters that I grew up loving." And so this is a perfect book for him because he can just write fun superhero stories. And after the. Um the last long story, the Phil Winslade illustrated issues, I think mm-hmm. they're all done in ones, aren't they? These are. Much like, yeah, much like the first mm-hmm. couple, done in ones, but there may be some things that drag, between, you know, some concepts that are carried over. But I love done in ones. Yeah, everything I've been reading for like the prior to the last four or five months, Brave and the Bold is just one and done issues, just single awesome. stories, and yeah, it's that's why I really enjoy it. Another another one from DC that if you like that kind of stuff, um, Batman Superman, check it out every couple months because they sneak in some really good one and two part stories in that book. They're hit or miss, but you can get some really good quick stories in Batman Superman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There. I love the yeah, you know I haven't I I uh, I read Brave and the Bold excitedly when it was uh, Wade and Perez and then it was pretty mm-hmm. clear that their run was I mean they they both got bounced out of it and Wade made no I actually think that contributed a little bit to Wade's distancing himself from DC and he he said that uh, they you know they kicked him off the book basically because of what they have to pay Wade and Perez the book sales weren't justifying keeping him on the book that's um, crazy yeah. that's nuts. yeah I know especially because they both really wanted to do the book right so yeah um, but uh, but anyway I so I kind of got away from it but uh, but yeah I'll have to check it out because I really I like you said I love the concept of these team up one and dones I think it's a great idea and I just uh, I just got a, away from braving the bold because I assumed maybe uh, skeptically that 
you know, it was like many books was was going to just end up being canceled after sort of that of death. But I think this JMS um, attachment seems to at least given it mm-hmm. a little bit of new life. So yeah, I have to give it a try. They're just cool one and done stories, man. And it's yeah, uh, I like JMS. You, I mean, I'm actually not an anti. I'm pretty. I'm pretty pro JMS usually, except with the whole spider stuff. So yeah. You know, I, I've gone. I've gone back and read some of that Amazing Spider-Man stuff, and considering where Spider-Man was whenever he came into it, just the the years of continuity bullshit. That run wasn't that bad. There's actually oh, Good. Vince, oh. Vince, Straw, oh, Jack, you're all, brother. Yeah, you're all shit, shit, bubbled up. We can wait it out. Yeah. It's like talking to fucking R two D two. Um, I I I asked this on the forum. Well, I started a thread on the forum. I, I I wasn't. I'm curious to know others what what they think about um, Superman Secret Origin. Um, I am. I think through what the first three issues, maybe. How, yeah, how many first have come three out? issues have yeah, come first out? Three. Yeah. yeah. I am enjoying it really. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I let me. I will say I am also enjoying it quite a bit, but also let me say that not being a DC guy for most of my comic reading life, although I'm certainly quite familiar with the Superman origin, <laughs> um, I have not been subjected to it probably anywhere near the amount of times that you or most readers have. Um, so, um, to me reading an origin story that kind of resets the bar and the new status quo and ties in some elements from the movie and from Smallville. None of that bothers me. But again, I, to be fair, if you were to do that with like, say, I don't know, um, uh, Wolverine, Wolverine, that would bother me. So I'm not, I, I can understand how someone who has a lot of history with Superman might not be grooving on it, but I, I've been enjoying it quite a bit. I mean, Gary right. Frank's art's beautiful and, and obviously Johns can write his ass off. So I, but go ahead. I, um, no, I have, I, I have no problem with, with retcons. I have no problem with, uh, in, in this regard. I mean, he, he, um, Johns is, you know, there are some things left over from the burn era. You know, Ma and Pa Kent are still alive. They, they didn't die while, while Clark was in high school. Um, whereas burn got rid of the Superboy aspect of Superboy and the Legion because in Burns universe, there was no Superboy. Um, that is being reintroduced. So, so John's is, uh, is definitely also borrowing from from the silver age which is that there's absolutely nothing wrong with that everything it's just about saying god damn those comics i read growing up did happen they exactly you know and i mean and this character has been around for over 70 years he's going to be around long after we're gone so i'm sure eventually someone else is going to come around and go you know what i remember reading those old black and white showcases of john burns running i'm going to redo his origin and and no more legion and, and superboy so as far as right now, if if this is the blueprint for the Superman character going forward, then you know, then then, then that's cool. Um, as as I mentioned on the thread, I, my my main beats, if if you want to call them that, um, I was hoping for a more, um, I guess, uh, well, I I wasn't. 
really expecting a a a day or a week in the life of a certain time. You were wanting more of Clark's a life. I, you, I wanted you a continuation want, were, of things. Yeah, you were wanting more of a, a, a tighter five-ish story as opposed to five vignettes about here, here the he is at age twelve. Now here yeah. he is in Metropolis, and yeah, I, I exactly it, it, sure again. I can get that. Yeah, I, I mean, get, I get what you're saying with that. Yeah, it's you know, uh, but but I think it's doing exactly what it was set out to do and and you even said it, it it's we're in five issues saying okay this is the early history of Clark Kent and Superman and we're going to do it in five issues oh no and, six and is it okay we're going to do it in six issues and yeah so they're not going to tell that one story about how he saved Lana Lane from right, first came across know, Red Crypt yeah, and, I, yeah. and that's and that's fine cuz it's it it leaves whether it's Johns or Rucka or Robinson or future writers to say, hey, there was that summer when, when so Clark was 15. Of, exactly. Yep. Um, it, it was just, it was weird going from here's, and, and even as an adult, when, when he first shows up in, in Metropolis, it, you know, he's still not keen on, on wearing the suit and, and, uh, and I'm absolutely, I, I like how, how Johns is writing a, a, I guess more human Cal L. You know, he's he's nervous and 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 he's embarrassed. And um, I I love the uh, I I love Gary Frank using Christopher Reeve as as a uh, as a reference. Uh, he he has the awkwardness and 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 the posturing that 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 Clark did in the movie Down Pat. Um, Lois is smarter as she should be. She, mm-hmm. she's smarter right out the bat because you know she 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 comments on his bad posture the glasses that are too big for his face that she knows he's hiding something um you know i i, I don't know where I, I i'm not going to try to figure out that that's what they get paid to do you know i don't know if obviously in in action in superman in in, in world of new krypton lois and and clark are married so mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're getting first time Lois Lane and Clark Kent meet. Whether they're going to redo or, or rewrite the wedding, I, I, I don't know. Whether oh, I have to um, dot, connect the dots to, to get to the secret origin to their wedding from, from over 10 years ago, you know, that's cool. This is just, I'm, as I said, I, I, I think I was just expecting something a little different, and that is it. Absolutely no fault on the creative team. That's that's my that's buyer beware. Um, I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna get the next three issues because I haven't stopped a Superman origin story in 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 midstream ever. So I'm not gonna do that now. I want to see how it plays out. So I'm not trying to be oh this sucked, but I got to get those last three issues. Well, right? you, know, you 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 said something about connecting connecting the dots, and I think that that is what this series is doing and doing very well. It's taking, it's something that Johns does incredibly well, and that is taking the best parts of all of the different histories of a character and kind of wiping away the crud around them and connecting the really strong points. There are parts of the John Byrne Superman here. There are the, uh, 
you know, 70s Legion mm-hmm. Superman here. There's obviously the Richard Donner, uh, films are, are a big influence on this. So, you know, it's John's doing what John's does really well, and that is taking the strongest parts of all of the different continuities of a character and tying them together to make it make sense. And so, you know, if you look at like that, I think anyone can, can pick this up and, and hopefully read these six issues and say, I, I understand who this character is, and now I can read Superman comics. New Superman comics. Yeah. You know. Well, if that, does that make sense? Oh, it does. Absolutely does. I also think that, um, like it or not, uh, we got a, a major Superman reboot coming. I mean, in terms of the titles. Um, oh, yeah, DC, with the War of Superman? Yeah. Well, also, I mean, DC's not, obviously, what Chris and I have talked about, the critical success of them for us is certainly the... Um, you know the sales are not. I'm sure where DC wants them to be across the board. So yeah, everybody's everybody's buying black is not right now. <laughs> yeah, but I, right. I mean, but you know, no, seriously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so so I, I just think that that coming out of this, um, and I'm you know, and again, this is the big. I don't want to make this is not a Marvel DC thing. Both do it, but it, it's a little annoying um, to have War of New Krypton go 12 issues and and have nothing presumably really wrapped up so they add another three issue you know what is it what is it called end of new krypton or war of or whatever it's called the the new adjunct series that comes on after it i mean that yeah. you know i it was kind of like what are we, i don't know how many issues were through of war but i remember like the eighth or ninth issue thinking huh i don't really quite know how this is gonna wrap up <laughs> they, they are very much in a holding pattern right now. yeah and then it really didn't and then i think <laughs> the last two issues really kind of went in a completely different direction and then i'm thinking okay wow well so is this an ongoing now, or is this and and you know kind of sure enough we're we're not we're we're not to any discernible conclusion. Uh, I don't know what that mini series has been about. Exactly, exactly. It seemed pretty clear at the beginning. It was about oh, him, yeah. you know, and 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 he was going to just kind of get a lay of the land and try and make sure that they didn't, you know, become enemies of humanity. But uh, yeah, I don't. Now it's sort of just become like an ongoing where he's yeah. Well, kinda, now it's like a Superman uh, Adam Strange team up. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's kind of um, it's like wow, what has happened to this book? <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. it's going to it's going to be it's going to be a soft lead in into uh the the Earth Krypton War, which has been interesting because all of the success of Blackest Night, you're not hearing much about the Earth Krypton War, or whatever they're calling that event. It's all about Brightest Day now. Right. And so you're going to have Brightest Day going on, so that's that's a bi-weekly series. You're going to have the uh, the Superman thing going on. You're going to have is the, the, they announced the, the the Bruce Wayne in Time or a Batman returning series. Yeah, it's going to be a weekly series. Yeah. So it's it's so, so you you're going to have. I mean, it, again, it's it's just like okay, well, you have a Hulk family of crossovers. Siege is, is connecting all the Avengers books. You have you know Nation X going on with the mutants, and then eventually sure. Second Coming is going on. So I mean, everybody's doing their own little mini family of things, but they're just with the exception of of um, of Siege. And you know, what? and you know what? I have no problem with that. I actually like that. I think that each family of books can have their their event it got it yes. got it got pretty old and tired with the with the bat books there was the yearly bat event 
you know, right. whether it was, you know, um, no man's land cataclysm. No man's land. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah, uh, all of that, that, that became pretty played out after a while, but I would rather have the smaller events tied within a family of books as opposed to the cross company events like we have. But do you think, do, do you see that the DC ones may, I mean, now this is, from my point of view, just, just based on the threads and the solicits and things, brightest day, is spilling into, you know, just like Captain Britain and MI13 kicked off during Secret Invasion, the, this new Flash series is kicking off with tying in with Brightest Day. You're going to have the Justice League and, and the Titans, and of course, the main mini, you're going to have the Green Lantern books, of course, tying into that. So that's probably, I guess, going to be DC's big deal. Yep. But you also have, you know, Superman, their flagship character, who hopefully no, don't, don't when all this yourself. is done don't fool uh, yourself uh, if, if, if you know I'm just trying to go by what <laughs> well, well can your flagship character can your flagship carrier sell done, less than Deadpool I don't think that's alright I, I mean honestly when, when all this is done will will the flagship character actually be back fuck in Deadpool stop I'm it I'm going on record fuck Deadpool it just I think I and I'm I'm sure I'm wrong. I, it it seems like like DC's events. It's it's not it's not like okay. Well, I'm just going to stick with the Superman family of books. Things just seem to be spilling out a little bit beyond, except for Batman, beyond the family. Yeah. Core. Well, let's be honest here, right? I mean the the uh, <laughs> DC's experiencing its best uh, relative sales position in years, uh, and it's no and, and thanks to to not only it being an expansive event, but it being a good expansive event. So, um, but I don't think it's lost on on DC or Marvel proper that um, that DC's success is coming with a very expansive uh, event. So I, I don't think we'll see either. Despite the rhetoric that the editors may be saying about smaller focus stories, I'll believe it when I see it because oh, all absolutely. I know is that both both of these guys have now done gigantic, massive crossover events, and they've yes. been their best selling periods uh, respectively. And I'm sure Marvel's looked at this year and said, "God damn, I guess they probably weren't sure DC could pull it off uh, a big event, and they did it." And uh, I'm, sh- you know, I mean, usually yeah. when guys like Brevoort are are, are talking up the the sales position it's because they're they're taking notice you know and it's sort of like act as if so i just think it's fool I, i'll again i'll believe it when i see it when i start when i stop seeing solicits for mega crossovers with lots of tie-ins then then i'll believe that they're that they were going back the other way but i i, I don't expect to see that anytime soon breathe word um the, and, and they're they're doing it dcs they haven't done it yet blackest night isn't over and you know I, I, I wave the DC flag pretty pretty high these days, but hey, Jerry's still out. Jerry's out. It's that, that event is not over. It could still it could still fall on its face. Yeah, you're right because it's true. To be fair, most of the big events on both sides have have largely had a lot of acclaim early and have petered out. And, and yes, again, I think yes, you know, yes. and, and you know, hey, I, as much as we're, we wear Marvel hats these days, I, I it's been a long time since a Marvel event, a major event, has yeah. ended where I'm like, damn, that was a Awesome event. Um, so yeah, the big the big danger is, is that the big danger is that they don't know how to end them, and mm-hmm. and it's they become a victim of their own success. Oh, we're selling so many fucking books in this event. Oh, well, we can't end it, and so they never come to a, a concise ending with it. Mm-hmm. 
and that's my big fear with DC now. Is like, okay, John's well, going to be well, become your Bendis for three years. Maybe like John's, we ever John's motherfucker. You know, bright before brightest day, there better be a conclusion to Blackest Night because I don't want to see brightest day be this fake continuation. Uh, um, that promo for, image is any indication. Well, you know, I I don't know. I I want to see I want to see uh, the end at the end of Blackest Night. And <laughs> Good luck with that. I, I, I think I night. think you That's already know the ending. And the, the, oh. the the ending is apparent even to somebody who's not reading it. Yeah. Thanks thanks to the the promo image of of Brightest Day. Mm-hmm. You know, I, so. I I hope there's some conclusion to the story, and you know, and then come out with Brightest Day. It's you know because. What's my big problem with Secret Invasion? That never ended. It it's still going on. Um, By the way, uh, completely unrelated, but but you just mentioned it. Uh, David and Vince, did they not put a Secret Invasion hardcover out? Did they? I David David they would know, Mister Marvel. Yeah, they'll put a hardcover on fucking anything. I so I no, I know. That's why I'm shocked because I've been buying an assload of hardcovers and came and home. I, I, my dog was encased in a hardcover. Yeah, and I. <laughs> Ooh, he was he was pretty <laughs> nice, and uh, and I I could not find uh, anywhere listed a, a Secret Invasion hardcover, which shocks me. Wow, I don't know. Okay, sorry for the aside. I just I'd, I'd have to defer to David, but uh, um, yeah, this that's it. That's all we have. Oh shit! We're, yeah, we're. I was just getting. I, was just getting I, didn't, I didn't even cross off everything on my list, but that's cool. Even what? though we kind of touched on one thing that we, uh, you guys talked. Well, about. yeah. Oh, yeah. Dave, David, you said you had another. No, 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 no. Because it'll, it, it, it'll keep, it'll keep. Right. Oh, okay. So I probably want about we, Blackest Night Flash. Didn't hurt to have it tightened up. Uh, nice little two-hour episode. Uh, yeah, for, yeah, that for was after good. Last week's marathon, right? Right. I will say one thing. Can I just gush about about one promo image? And it's a Marvel promo image. Um, it, it's almost like Ed McGinnis reached into my brain and examined my dreams. Have you guys seen the image for the cover of Ultimate Enemy Number One? Oh, the the nice. one where the Thing and uh, Spider Man and Susie <laughs> are all looking at something, and they're like, <gasps> "Oh, around the corner, yes." Look at Susie in that image. <laughs> that that image right there with the with the squishing the things together and the mouth wide open <laughs> that that's my my dream image right there McGinnis I I have so much appreciation for that guy <laughs> have you seen the issue of Hulk that shipped today oh, no because my, I don't get my books on the table <laughs> my God throw something out there I, I, I'm gonna get all boned up on my Hulk books for next episode but holy oh, mackerel. I want to talk next week, uh, or at least give a shout out to uh, another Jeff Parker effort because it's Parker and uh, and Paul Pelletier on. Oh album. yes, well yeah, because that was uh, it was because of that where I, I made a couple of picks from last week. And speaking of of picks, uh, as of right now being the third Wednesday of the year, um, pretty sure Joe the Barbarian is going to be somewhere on my Klosker's pick. Yeah, wow. yeah, I was going to say early favorite. For yeah, favorite new series, definitely. <laughs> oh, okay. That's that's it's the early. That's there the you early go. Fra- it's an early favorite. High yeah. praise, high praise indeed. All right, we would like to thank DCBS once again for footing the bill for this shenanigans. Uh, DCBService.com. Check them out. Wumba. There's that word. Uh, this we got a really funny voicemail that has to do with the Wumba. And uh, nice. I won't I won't blow it, but you'll hear that in the next uh, 
Hotline Special, which is not going to be called the Hotline Special anymore, by the way. We'll get into that okay. later. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Special, special code. Yes. <laughs> Funny. Uh, the, the code, if you would like to get an extra 8% off your order, EOC8. For that's first time. Right. Well, yeah. First time or well, you got to say that because people are going to be like, I put in a code. Well, I was going to say that until you jumped in my drawer. It's not bad. It's for first-time customers, or if you haven't put in a DCB service order in the last twelve months. Yeah, and there next go. next shipment, my Ditko books are coming. I cannot wait. I got some Ditko books already. They're awesome. Me too. Where do you where? I, oh, you're weekly. No, no, bi-weekly. no, 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 he doesn't know. He's lying. Oh, no, I do. I do. Something, I, something underhanded here. I think so. No, no, no. I think no, so. no it's, because, it's because Zach already did. They were already in stock. Just, oh, Zach, Zach did a solid what? Did you, any, any of you get Avenging World? Did I get? No. Uh, I, got no. The, uh, I got the Ditko. Is it the package? I think I got two packages. I got, uh, I, I don't remember the names of them because they were all fucking crazy names. Oh, honey, don't bother me. I'm busy with Ditko's package. Word. Okay, so like I said, DCBService.com, Wumba discounts right across the board, 35 all the way up to 75% off sometimes. Nutty. Yeah. You're not going to find discounts like this anywhere else. Uh, they are the best, great shipping, fast, uh, secure, right to your door. Boom, DCBService.com. They are great. Boom. In your travels, read Day Tripper. Read. My motherfucker. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry. Small bunch. Damn. Read Joe the Barbarian, because it's good. And read Nation X, because I think it's going to surprise you. Oh, suck a duck. Mike Allred. Suck a duck. Mike Allred. Trumps virtually everyone else. Mike Allred, boom. The only thing way that could get better is if Paul Pope did it. Come on. So read him. Read everything. Shit. It's comics. It's great. Read Jerks in Space and Mirror, too. There you go. Yeah. Read them all. Read, uh... Stop spending money on Bionicle and go buy some comics. <laughs> Read, uh... <laughs> Spider-Man and the Secret Wars. Yes! I was... Oh, is that sweet? So pretty. It's so sweet. You get the it's diabetes so from that book. It's so, so sweet. You I know. Sure, <laughs> bastard. Uh, Funny. Um, Vince stole my pick. Uh, Who, whose, whose pick didn't he steal? Jesus. I know. Because I, 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 I was... I was marveled at from there. I, I flooded the market. <laughs> <laughs> Infinity. Oh, shit. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, but... re- read uh, The Unwritten. Yeah, yeah already. Yeah, I'm yeah. reading it right now. First read that. It's awesome. Why, why are you recording that's nice. That's perfect. Um, read Stumptown. Stumptown. Yeah. Nice. When it comes out. I did read it. second one came out. Oh. <laughs> I know. It's chewing on the rawhide again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, David, did you say your read? I was too oh busy. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> you steal all of ours and then you don't listen to what we say. <laughs> I'm freaking tired, man. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that's David, that's David. That's David. That's <laughs> get in your head. <laughs> oh, boy, Lordy. Thank humana, you humana, humana. Thank you very much for being here with us, and we will be back with you next week. Ooh, tight. It's tight. Sex 
Sex and drugs and rock and roll Is all my brain and body need Sex and drugs and rock and roll It's very good indeed Keep your silly ways Or throw them out the window The wisdom of your ways I've been there and I know Lots of other ways What a jolly bad show If all you ever do Is business you don't like Sex and drugs and rock and roll Sex and drugs and rock and roll Sex and drugs and rock and roll Is very good indeed Every bit of clothing Ought to make you pretty You can cut the clothing Grey is such a pity I should wear the clothing Of Mr. Walter Mitty See my tailor, he's called Simon I know